From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey, y'all. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's Jess, 40-ounce connoisseur, and... It's Cat Daddy, and I cannot contain my excitement. All of my chins are showing. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I'm having a okay. time my life. We are here not only to talk about an iconic fucking franchise. We are here with one of our most iconic friends, iconic friend who has been here for the first screen recording and when we talked about fucking evil dead please Ernest, tell everybody about yourself hello it's me it's Ernest. i'm here i'm always here i'm always there with you just slightly behind you a little off frame and we're here to talk about one of my favorite series ever scream scream yes we are very excited Ernest is great Ernest, do you want to drop your Twitter and stuff? Or if you want to or not, I don't know if you want people following you. I mean, they could follow me. I'm not going to follow back. But it is at King Pajamas at, oh, on Twitter. Again, that is at King Pajamas. You know, the Sleepy Time King. There you go. 
All right, all right. You know, pull up on King Pajamas and also pull up on Scream. Now, to be fair, all the Screams were on Paramount Plus for all of two fucking weeks. And they, they was like, oh, we gonna take the movies off. Why would you do that? That's stupid. Um, So the first three Screams are spread across. Uh, We had to rent them. I don't know why we just don't own a box set. We might as well just put that in the cart for purchase. But Scream 4 and 5 are on Paramount Plus if you have yep. those. 4 is on 2B2. So if you don't have Paramount Plus, you could at least get number four on Tubi. You are correct. You are correct. The only reason I didn't watch it on Tubi because for some reason, four, Scream 4 is long as fuck. And I was like, I'm not about to watch this with commercials. Uh-uh. I'm going to get that one commercial and call it a day. This is way too much. But again, we are talking about Scream, the franchise. Not the series, but Scream 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. We talked about Scream 1, 2, 3, semi-4 before. Uh, but that episode was riddled with hateration in the dancery. This year, this time, we have no hateration in the dancery. And we about to um, talk about it again which is great because my rankings have changed uh very i feel very different about scream 3 now that i've watched all these movies and i love all the scream movies i think all the scream movies are good movies debate your mother sorry just yeah i'm here to debate your mama let's go and here here comes Ernest. i disagree um in a dancery in a dance room. So first, Kat is doing a Mary J shuffle in the camera, and I'm sick of her shit. So I mean, I want you to know the whole time that you were talking about Scream, like somebody was aggressively knocking on my door, and I was like, oh, this is really, really giving me serial killer vibes. So I'm having a good time over here. Hello, Kathleen. Please, bitch. No. I don't even have a landline. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Nothing you're interested in. Thanks. Oh, my God. It's the truth. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, we are about to talk about all five movies. We about to spoil the shit out of them. So first, let me give you an overview because the movies are connected in a way where it's pretty much this slasher and the father death outfit, the scream ghost face outfit. He's beating people ass. He is stabbing people to fuck up. He's stabbing the teens up in Woodsboro. And there are a bunch of stories. They all have motives. And you figure out with each movie who did what and why. So it's a whodunit and a slasher, and a satire all wrapped in one with lots of moments of comedy and lots of self-referential moments and just referential moments of horror. So if you've seen a lot of horror movies, uh, you'll be like, oh, that's the, oh, that's a reference to, isn't that a poster from, isn't that a line from, you're going to hear all of those things because there's lots of references to like Psycho, Halloween, Roger Corman it even shows up. There's like uh people just showing up from horror just in the movies, like, hey, I'm in this bitch. Hey y'all. Wes Craven was even in some of the movies. Like, I'm in the camera, y'all. I'm like the self-referential. So let's get into it. Watch all the screen movies twice. I that I I said it. I like every I will watch any screen movie on the drop of a dime. You be like, Y'all wanna watch Scream Three? Yes. Y'all wanna watch Scream Two? Yes. Y'all wanna watch Scream yes. Five? Yes. You wanna watch Scream? Hell yes. I will watch any screen movie almost at any time. Period. Yes. Uh, so let's get into this, bitch. Let's drop this spoiler so we can go through these movies. <gasps> spoiler alert. Now, before we dive into these movies, I just want to pose a pregunta <clears throat> for the room. Oh, you was, oh, you saw me. He was proud of me, right? You saw that shit? Um, I and saw so you. I'm out here I'm trying to be better. Um, I would like to know, because I feel like we talked about this before, but like, when was the first time you remember seeing like Scream 
And if you were a real nigga like me, like, I don't even can't remember if it was in, in order. I feel like it was in order. But when was the first time you've seen Scream? For me, I saw, I saw, I saw two first. I just happened to be at my godmother's house and we just happened to have it on VHS. Yes, I am old as fuck. And so then I watched it on VHS. I was like, man, this is great. I need to see the first one, watch the first one. And it's like, well, it's kind of no surprise because I know who the killer is because I've seen two. And if you've seen two, you get one. But yeah, it was sometime maybe like 98, 99, roughly about that time. Like I was either 10 or 11. Okay. Okay. A good age. Aggressively nods. Yes, You're not old. Not. I tell this story. Ernest is not old. We're not. None of us are old. Age doesn't exist. We're here forever. Eternal. We go into the cloud like cats say. I'm, I'm not going, but cat going. Um, I'm so, a vampire. So. I'm gonna make you a vampire on my sim in my Sims um As you place. Should. Um, but yes, I tell this story all the time everywhere I go. I know y'all heard this shit, but if it's your first time logging in, hell, hey, hello, hi, it's Jess. One of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters was Scream. I was six years old. My mother took me, and I had this big-ass fucking Coca-Cola with both my hands wrapped around that bitch. We had pop. I remember the smells and everything, and we were sitting very close. I I liked to sit close when I was young. That was not a really good idea, but I used to like to sit close because that makes the movie more scary. And I saw that I saw I saw Drew Barrymore die on screen, and I wasn't ready because I didn't know those I didn't know those actors' names, but I knew who Drew Barrymore was at six, and I don't remember what I don't remember what she was in, but. I think it was happily ever some some kitty movie or something. I was like, oh yeah, that's that girl in that movie. Oh my god, <laughs> I saw her entrails. I think this is one of the reasons why I'm obsessed with entrails because one of the most one of the first brutal kills I've ever seen was her hanging from that tree with her fucking entrails hanging out. I mm, I was like, wow. I was saying my mom was just sitting there nodding her head like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm stressed, but I'm having a really good time. Uh, the rest of the screams, I don't. I did think I see, saw Scream 2 in theaters. I might have. Scream 3, I did not see in theaters. But Scream, I saw that bitch. It was cold outside. I feel like it came out December or some shit. I remember that. Good times. It Was it Christmas break? It might have been Christmas break. I don't know. Well, well, well. I My first vivid memories of seeing both 1 and 2 was at the same time. And it was on that same bus trip to New York. Uh, that I saw Starship Troopers on for the first time. So this was the best bus trip ever because I was a young warthog and I'm up late. You know how y'all be on them bus trips? Like, you know, somebody grew up and gone to like Atlantic City or something and they got that tiny TV. And all I remember is Jada Pinkett going into that bath, getting up after her boyfriend came back from that bathroom. And I was like, Jesus, like, this is just... The 90s is crazy. Like, <laughs> this is a school trip. This is not. <laughs> Shout out to the educators because we had no business watching any of these things on the bus trip, but also this was like the best trip. So, Sarate. Oh my God. That sounds like a great trip, though. And that reminds me when you talk about you watching Starship Troopers. I'm like, they had titties in that movie. Just that open breast. I'm like, oh. I was like, wow. This I is. Mean- the shower scene when they're in boot in a boot actually is like everyone's completely naked. It was so funny because like to get that scene, I forgot who it was. Um, the girl that plays Carmen, she basically tells the director, "I won't get in this scene. I won't get naked in this scene unless everyone gets naked in this scene, including you." And the director is literally filming the scene butt ass naked along with everyone else. No, it's time <laughs> okay. to get out of there. Yeah, I'm like that's too much. I, you know, a lot of dick and balls. 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of buttholes out, and I don't really know because I just I'm, in my mind I imagine a lot of smells. Um, so I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't, I don't like this. Some people need to keep their fucking clothes on. Some people drawsy to be on. Some people need their holes covered. Okay, because no thanks. Are you saying wrap it up? Wrap it up because oh, it's my like backshot air in here. I don't like that. Uh-uh. Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> I mean, no. if it was at an RBZ, it'd be right, it'd be right on point. You know, just ask for all Well, they have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. <sighs> this is what happens when friends get together. Uh, we are like this in person. Anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about Scream Ooh, 1996, <laughs> directed by Wes Craven, which is, it's not the first self-referential film of its kind. It's not the first, like, you know, satire. But what makes Scream special to me is that, yes, it has all these references, but those skills are fucking scary. Because a lot of satire falls into the uh, funny horror comedy. That that opening scene, that's terrible. When he says, I want to see what your insides look like, I was fucked up, bruh. And then also, I want, I'm going to make a... Um, admission um, i'm gonna tell everyone when i was young and i would get mad at people and they would say mean things to me i would tell them i would gut them like a fish i got that from Ma'am. scream i got that from scream why am i telling i will gut you like a fish i don't even know what that really means i've never gut a fish before but also i knew it was fucked up and if i felt scared when i heard it so i was like i will intimidate my enemies on the playground by saying this at like seven was it effective um, they might have told a teacher of me. I might have gotten in trouble a few times, okay. but you know, <laughs> they didn't bother me that much after that. It sounds like it was highly effective. Very, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about Scream has the infamous. I like opening scenes. I like a just a straight up opening. Like, look, fuck all these credits. Fuck all this music. Start put. Drop me in the movie like a video game. Drop me off like you you playing. What is that game that the children be playing? Fortnite. You on a little plane and then you just Lord. jump off the bitch with the parachute, I guess. That's as far as I got because some kids start cussing me out on the game and I had to just force close the app. I was like, uh-uh. I'm not about to get cussed out by no 10-year-olds. I don't got time. I don't know how to play Shout yet. Shout out so to you. I never to me. made it past the lobby. <laughs> Girl, they was being mean to me. You don't know where you're going. I was like, I just got here, bro. I don't. I didn't read the directions. Why are y'all so mean? I had to leave. Noob. Bro, I was like, let me go back to Fallout. Because ain't nobody about to yell at me on Fallout. I don't have time for this shit. I'm too old. No. I, you made it farther than me. I just, I don't have time. But the way that this movie opens is just, it's iconic. We pull up. You see our girl, Drew Barrymore. She got the ship hop and pop. Okay. Debuff. <laughs> iconic okay like honestly blonde would not work i was a blonde before and i'd be like "Ooh, like this is a bob like it's a bob of its time it's very 1995 it lays i want to find like a brown wig like that or something anyways she's cooked she's out here mind her business the house phone ring i want you to know re-watching these movies i've watched i've seen all these movies minus five by the way so watching five for the first time for this conversation that's just what it is so i'm coming fresh off fresh off a of first viewing i have thoughts revisiting this was so nostalgic i long for a house phone i don't know i don't need nobody calling me i just kind of wanted there for decoration um so the fact that somebody is calling her i'm like wow look at this ring it's ringing girl but it's a murder on the phone. That's not the type of shit I want. And they playing guess who with the horror trivia. And she's getting majority of the answers right um, until things go left. And 
Then he starts involving her partner, and he's getting fucking sliced up and diced up on the porch. And it's just, it's a mess. Iconic, but a mess. Great. Um, also, I just think about the technology of calling the phone and not knowing who the fuck on the phone because the caller IDs are sold separately. And when you get to the second movie, you'll see that the call ID, they should pick it up like, um, you're this person calling. Because I remember my mom literally buying a phone and buying a caller ID at one point. Um, that was a time in our lives. But yeah, that scene was fucked up. And then she was so close to help. Her parents was like, oh my God, her ass is dead. She's dead. Now this kickstarting the whole shit. Because now everybody like, oh my God. First of all, teenagers scared the living shit out of me. Shout out to my chemical romance. Because teenagers are awful people. They're all hearing about the murder. Like, oh my God, did you hear? Girl. I'm like, someone got killed. Are y'all not afraid? Y'all don't got. It was a lot of white people though. So they might not have no excitement in their life. See, my favorite part about, like, Casey dying was, like, not just that she was gutted like a fish. She was hung up from, like, her, that tree swing. But then also you still can see, like, the steam rising off of her as she's dying. Like, it, she's still hot and it's very cold outside. And then they do that, you know, that dramatic rush up to her body. I was like, yo, this is a movie I need to, I, I fucks with it. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. Steaming blood. That's a small detail that most people wouldn't care about. But... If you see it, you're like, ooh, okay. This also kind of lets us know what kind of temperature, what what year, time of the year it is. I'm like, oh, shit, school started. It's a body. We have caught a body off rip. First five minutes of the movie, it's a body. Now we're like, oh, my God, someone's dead. It's the anniversary of Maureen Prescott got murdered. And Maureen Prescott got a daughter named Sydney, and you going to see Sydney the whole time. Y'all keep Sydney Prescott lifted because she just been getting her ass beat for decades and for two decades she's been getting her ass whooped and she's over here like oh my god I sat next to that girl in English oh shit that's crazy and you meet Stu and Billy and her friends Tatum and them and you know Tatum and Stu is dating Billy and um Sydney is staying and everything and they're like oh my god what's happening and Stu they're just making real weird ass comments I'm like teenagers Randy also over there off to the side you know he got a crush on Sydney but he can't get her um you know but he's smart and he know everything about the horror film so that's good for him that's gonna play out later for everybody else but Shit is wild. We in class. The police is at the school somehow questioning teens without their parents there. How? I mean, everyone's just stressed out about two people being murdered at someone's house. Like, not just regularly just murdered, like brutally murdered in small town. So I'm pretty sure everyone was just like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Ask all the questions you need to ask. Also, this is almost a year from when the last person was brutally murdered. So it's just like, yo, we, we, we need to get this shit wrapped the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, we're earnest it. Also, like, I realized while you're saying that out loud, this very much connects with another Wes Craven film, which comes later, <clears throat> when they revisit these things, you know, when they're coming back with The Nightmare on Elm Street and how you dealing with another town that's dealing with some bullshit and how they're trying to actually, because it's later, later with the later films, when you're doing like Freddy versus Jason, but also something prior. So I know somebody's like, that's not later. Girl, just walk with my thoughts, okay? There's a lot going on here. Um, and then you're dealing with another town that's trying to bury something. So it would like kind of dampen a fire. And I know that's not the first time, like we deal with a lot of these kind of stories popping up, but the way it's done here, chef's kiss. First, all right, so first piece of trivia, if, you know, if this is the first piece of trivia, guess where Sydney lives? Elm Street. Okay, so when that was said in the fifth movie, I was like, did I miss that? Like, what, what, what is happening here? Was that supposed to be like a secret thing? Was that something they just well, decided on the spot? 
So originally it was supposed to be shown in the first movie when she, um, you know, she's in the room and she's on the computer talking to the police. She's supposed to type in her address, but it gets cut. But yeah, it was, she was always supposed to live on Elm Street. I think it's like 34 Elm Street or something like that. Absolutely not. Absolutely. That's the worst place. Worse. And also Frederick is back now. Yeah, but you got to move. Uh-uh. You need to get the fuck off Elm Street, baby. You need to move a few blocks down. You got Ghostface beating y'all ass and you got Freddy Krueger beating y'all ass. This is too much tag team this is actually the tag team we need um the crossover i needed for this afternoon and we are here but also like who so is the girls casey gets brutally murdered on her front lawn her parents come in they walk completely past the shit um and just like oh shit it's all happening at the same time and that's how we're tossed into this film and then we're eventually you know um introduced into sydney prescott and now this is the way that Sydney waltz into our lives and she's dealing with, you know, a boyfriend who's trying to have sex with her and he's into like going to the next step. And she's like, girl, I'm a teenager. Like, I'm really just trying to exist. And these are my books and these are my friends. And they have all 90s outfits and there's 90s music. And maybe they're going to watch Buffy later or maybe they're in Buffy later. Who knows? Um, but that's the kids of Woodsboro. And for the longest, I thought Woodsboro was in New Jersey until I found out it's not. And I was like, are we sure? Um, so yeah, Scream. Why did I think it was in Jersey too? I must get you confused because like after Scream came out, we talk about all the like self-referential films that came out like right after, like you talk about uh, Urban Legends, Bride of Chucky, which is one of my favorite Chucky in, um, installments, Child's Play. I call it Chucky. It's same thing. Same thing. Um, so I'm like, hmm, okay, okay. But yeah, no. Sydney getting her ass beat in all directions. Her daddy going on vacation. Why? Oh, girl, why are you leaving when someone just got murdered? Your trip is canceled, love. You're, or Sydney got to come with your motherfucking ass. Fuck that. We got to pull her out of school, okay? That's it. Uh, but she doesn't get pulled out of school. And school is still going on somehow. I don't know. I feel like... Well, okay, maybe they wouldn't have canceled school in a town like this because it's a bigger town. But in a small town where you only got, like, one high school, I feel like we should cancel class right then and there. It's only one school, bruh. Y'all be all right. Class should have definitely been canceled, especially because the murders kept happening back to back. Like, it wasn't like one person. It was like 50 niggas at the end of the week. School should have been done. The school year is over. Not in Woodsboro, though. It was over later. Well, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, after everything that happened, they just really did not let school out until, what, the third or fourth killing? It was just like, yeah, we're done. And it's just, but everything after that was just like, yeah, school's fine. We're in class. You got people just wandering the halls dressed as the killer, just running through the halls, fucking with people. It, it's, it's just crazy. Like Woodsboro, Woodsboro, California, it sounds just like a very small ass, tiny ass, middle of nowhere, not redneck, but town that no one really truly gives a fuck about anything. It, like you said, it just reminds you so much of the Nightmare on Elm Street series because again, another town that just does not give a fuck. Well, they gave a fuck until they stopped giving a fuck. And there you have it. And shit goes crazy. And here's the real thing, right? I realized after watching all these movies, I might have a baby headache because I now feel like I'm in the movie because the meta shit is like, has really like flipped it, reversed it, 180, 360, all the numbers, degrees, random letters here. I'm back at point zero, negative zero, negative world. That's how I felt. That's how I feel at the end of all of this. And we only in the first one, boy, oh boy. Um, but this shit gets crazy. Let's talk about Billy. I'm tired. 
That's he looks like say. he smells like spit. He looks like he smells like spit. His hair is very it not it's not moving. It looks like he has not washed it in weeks. I don't I I feel like he smells like school cheese pizza. I don't know why Sydney's dating him. And also the things he says to her. Like in 1996 it probably didn't seem so weird to me but as a grown-up listening to this young man say all this shit to her like oh we was a rated all movie and now we pe- girl if you don't get the fuck out my face you trying to fuck and this is not new everybody you know people been trying to fuck forever leave her alone she said no and she showed you her boobs and you fucking complaining calling her a tease get the fuck out you sneaking in her window like this is motherfucker uh clarissa's journal whatever the fuck her uh, show was i was tired i know it wasn't clarissa explains it all it just came to me as soon as i said journal <laughs> See, the thing about Stu, like, Stu, like, Stu, I'm, we're talking about Billy right now, but the thing about Billy is that, like, on rewatch, his creepy ass Lily stands the fuck out. He is so fucking creepy and predatorial the whole movie. It's like, they do that on purpose, try to make it seem like, oh, it's the red herring, but it's like, no, 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 the camera's pointed at him for a reason. This nigga did this shit. This nigga is creepy. He's always running around quoting movies and acting kind of aloof or getting really upset and angry with everyone else. It's just like, this nigga has some issues and we need to get this nigga medicated immediately. Arrested. Electric also, like chair. Like you said, his hair does not move. No. Red and flag. that's not jail. That's dirt. That's dirt and sweat. I don't, uh-uh. Old skin platelets. I, mean, I don't know what that is. I mean, he is played by a nigga named Skeet. All right. All right. Well, you right. His name is Skeet. Who the fuck did that? Um, we gonna leave him alone. I mean, his real name is Brian. Are we? But his real name is Brian. <laughs> so. Okay, I'll take that. I didn't know his real name was Brian. I thought his name was fucking Skeet. I thought his name was Skeet. I just thought that what it was. I am screaming internally. First of I all, mean, yes. No, what? Yes. His name is Skeet Ulrich. And his real name is Brian Ray Trout. But I don't think you become a famous movie star named Brian Ray Trout. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I feel like you could be whatever you want to be. You know, just rebranding yourself. I mean, I'm just whatever, girl. Be yourself. Whatever it well, is. But stage names play a part um, in this movie they as jazz we go you move up. further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we move further. But I mean, again, he smells. He definitely is a villain. And what he says to her after she gets his ass arrested, because he had a cell phone. You know, back in 1996, I know kids. Hi, hello, hi. If you are a younger person, you know, a cell phone would not be incriminating now. Cell phone, I see cell phones fall out the pocket all the time, although they're not supposed to have them. But I see the cell phones fall out the pockets all the time of everyone. You know, I drop my phone. Phones, everyone has a phone. In 1996, everyone did not have a phone. You had a phone if you were maybe like a really rich, maybe a doctor. And usually doctors didn't have cell phones. They had pagers. They had fucking pagers because I wanted a pager so bad never got one and you know or you were a drug dealer or something you had money and if you had like you were someone who didn't have that kind of or the right kind of job with a cell phone they're booking you bitch especially if you a nigga they about to ask you why the fuck you got this fucking nokia uh-uh come here yeah all the it, it just it is it's obvious like ernest says like you they try to make it look like it's a red herring with with billy but also like, oop, shit, a cell phone. Now, how the hell did you afford a cell phone? And that's no shade, but also like they make it very clear that Billy's family does not have that much money. They are a poor, you know, poor white family in this town. And he's got a, a chip on his shoulder. You know, we find out a lot about his character that, you know, his his family is broken up. Yep. Yep. Are yeah. we there yet? 
Okay, that we are because we can because we mentioned because he mentions this when he talks to Sid. My mom left my family, and yeah. they're broke because his fam his daddy was not broke. His daddy was a lawyer for that Sunrise Film Company in California. Okay, and they were doing um, shows and stuff, and he was a lawyer and made a practice over in Woodsboro. His daddy had money until. His daddy decided his parents split up and, you know, divorce mm-hmm. is costly, especially if you have a stay at home mom or stay at home parents, stay at home anybody. And the other person's making money. You're going to pay alimony. You're going to pay child child support if you don't have them You know, in your own custody. You're going to pay a lot of money. So now that's fucking up the money because y'all not one house, y'all two households. Um, yeah, I, they zoom zoom. <laughs> um, but. I was like, okay, he had money, but he had enough money where the father was like, I bought him that cell phone. So even in their eyes, not having money, it's a different kind of poor. Because I'm like, y'all not poor. You got your own house. Y'all got a car. You got a garage. You ain't poor. You got you got this. But it it like you still might be. It might be still tight. You know, in this How situation. Look, yeah, I walked away with that as like the daddy, like the mom didn't have no money, and the dad had all the money. So once he left, like maybe they were poor. And they still had stuff left over from the dad on top of him. Just, you know, a teen angsted up. I'm not, I, you know, I don't know what it's like to be rich poor. That's not my life. But they really played it the fuck on up. So bravo to you, um, Mr. Skeet Ulrich. Mr. Ulrich. Mr. Skeet. Skeet, 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 skeet. Ernest, please, no. Ernest, please. <laughs> <laughs> this is so childish. But listen, people was dying, y'all. It was going crazy. We got my man. First of all, I'm going to talk. Okay, let's talk about Stu because Ernest slid into the Stu conversation. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm excited for us to talk about movie five because I'm upset. Stu. Also, I want y'all to know that me and Kat cover Serial Mom and I did not. I had never seen it. And Stu ass is in there. Okay. he Matthew Lillard is a wild Shout boy. Also, I feel like they were in, they were together. The way Matthew was linked up on that shoulder, baby, at, toward, when we go towards... You know, I, I love gay thing. undertones. We could just be like out loud with it, though. Oh yeah, the gay undertones, like when uh they penetrate each other with the knives. Yes, yes. I'm feeling Super woozy here. He was drooling. Okay, and it's not the sec- first time he did that because in Thirteen Ghosts, his ass got spit. He he's a professional drooler. Like I'm nervous. Okay, it stinks. As soon as somebody says drool or spit, it stinks in here. I'm not a fan. Um. <laughs> But you know what? I loved everything about Matthew Lillard's role in this movie. Um, I I think that he, whenever he pops up in a flick, I'm about to press play. I don't give a damn what it is. I'm going to get the time. Um, I feel like the scene with um, Stu and them, Stu and uh, Billy and them pulling up on Randy in the video shop. First of all, I'm always nostalgic for Black Blockbuster and Hollywood videos. So that's just the thing. Two paired with one, them pulling up on him and them just loudly discussing all the murder crimes and all the things. And at that point in the movie, you have to tell yourself, I don't know how I didn't see this as a kid, but these people are clearly the murderers. Like, they're really invested in this shit. Like, the first time you see them when they're all sitting at the water fountain and they're talking about what happened to Casey and uh, Steve, they're literally just like, wow. Everyone, like, okay, Randy's acting like a film nerd and being all crazy and making references to everything. But those two, even, like, watching them and their body language, like, fucking, like, Stu's acting crazy like he always does. But then if you look at Billy, Billy's like, every time Stu says something that kind of, like, hints at what happened, Billy keeps giving him, like, shooting him, like, these daggers from his eyes, like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to kill you if you don't shut up. Like, what are you doing? And it's just like, yeah, 
there's no one else in this group that could be the killers. It has to be those two. It just has to be. Like, there's no other person in this town who I, even though I just met everyone, it's these two motherfuckers right now. Plus, they're white men. I have to immediately say it was them. Hey, and they're moving real fast. They're the fast, like, if you really look at the movie, just look at how they moving compared to how everybody else moving. Everybody's shaking and moving, but, like, especially Stu, you got to keep your eyes on Stu, okay? Because Stu be moving, like, three times faster than everybody else, especially in that video shop. Why was he talking so fast? He talking faster than me. Was he on, I don't know. He might have been taking a little, I don't hey, know, adrenaline. I, mm. I don't know. He's turned up. He's turned up. He's trying to holler at the women. He's just trying to throw the party. He's trying to make it seem like he's the fun guy. Okay. And he's not a fun guy. Okay. He's not a cool mushroom. He's a murderer. He's out here. <laughs> you know, really, he's out here whooping people ass. Like, as soon, first of all, as soon as they cancel class after the second murder, because they get, they beat Casey ass. And then, um, who, who died next? It wasn't Tatum. Someone died in between that. I'm going to say, yeah, Tatum doesn't die for a while. All right. So, uh, the principal, the principal gets killed. Yes, but they don't find that out until the party. They already at the party, and it was like, "Hey, yo!" Because when they leave Randy by himself, because they leave a party to go check it out, like, "Ooh, what the fuck?" They found the principal body strung up. Someone dies in between where they canceled class, uh, or either she maybe just Sydney got attacked because Sydney did get attacked in between that. She did get attacked in between. I can't even remember who killed who's killed in between there. Somebody was killed, but it was also like a a, a couple almost, and it was like, "All right, y'all, we gotta wrap it up." <laughs> bruh i'm like you know either way the principal got killed. yes after after they was uh because the ghost face show up at the school because this kid's you know again running around with the mask on and they was mad because they got expelled your ass needed to get expelled you're doing way too fucking much okay you're doing way too much ah, i see what happened um no one else died but because skeet got arrested because ghost face was in there and then like that whole big Thing. They was like, you know what? They running around and doing too much. Let's just go ahead and do a curfew and class is canceled. And then you because see a little... Skeet got arrested? Well, it's not because he got arrested, but it's he like arrested, all these ghost face sightings. I'm screaming because you said because Skeet got arrested. <laughs> That's the best I could do. So, I mean, let's, let's go back to when he gets uh, let out of jail and they meet up in school. This nigga has to be in the running for worst boyfriends of the fucking year. This is before yeah, we let's he, discuss. We this is before we found out that he's actually you know he killed her mom and all this other shit. But this nigga gets out of jail, shows up, is like, oh, you branded me the Candyman, blah 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 blah. Oh, it's been almost a year since your mother died. You need to let it. You need to get over that shit and then fuck me. Like, god damn, <laughs> this nigga is bashy as fuck in his little dirty ass white t shirt and blue jeans. Also. Right after it, right after she like basically tells him to go, basically go fuck himself. She goes to the bathroom and then gets attacked by Ghostface. If you notice, Ghostface when he steps off that toilet stool, he's he. I don't know if he's wearing the same boots because we never see uh, Billy's feet, but he looks like he's definitely wearing the same jeans. You're right, and also I want to uh, point out something that I never noticed before. I didn't notice this until because I watched all the screams a couple months ago just because the first, the new one had come out, so I wanted to you know rewatch them. And I don't know if it was Sheree from Nightmare on Fear Street, one and a half, or it was Jamie from one half of Bloody Bras. But one of them was like, hey, yo, that outfit got glitter on it. That outfit got glitter. No, that Ghostface outfit, it has glitter. There's like a glittery kind of situation, which I didn't realize. That's nothing really, you know, important to the story. I just want y'all to know there's glitter on that Ghostface outfit and I love it. 
bad bitch of the week. I you I started noticing that like you spoke especially as the series goes on and then you get to like the more like recent films, um, and they zoom in really tight on ghost faces like hood or when you get those up close face shots. It's like, oh, okay, I see the glitter and glitter is shiny, baby. I love glitter. Glitter's a good time. She gets that's probably why they was like, Y'all cutting the fuck up. It's 18 ghost face mask in here. Y'all know how to act. We canceling motherfucking class. You bitches gotta go. We having a motherfucking party. The principal who is from Happy Days. Isn't he Fonz? Isn't that the Fonz? Yes. Yes, that is Harry Winkler or Henry Winkler as yeah, that's the principal. Monday, Tuesday, happy days. Wednesday, Bruh. Thursday, happy days. Friday, Saturday, happy days. I used to watch that show. In the background, but not really paying attention to what the characters were talking about and shit. It just used to be on. So I know the song, um, but not really the characters. It was like sus. I, 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 all the above. And then also, like, Nick at Night used to have them shit. So Happy Days was, like, the little filler episode, Jane. I definitely tuned in. We can definitely see that I was left in front of a television for a while sometimes. Me too. That's why I've seen every episode of I Love Lucy. Um, So. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We had the party. Yes, they crunk, they didn't lose, they had watching movies and Tatum go to fuck downstairs for more beers and don't never come back because her scene is fucked up. Okay. I like Tatum, okay, because boom, the bitch went down. She <laughs> Tatum silly. Uh I want y'all to know that Sydney punched the fuck out of Gail and that was iconic. Uh she knocked her ass out, gave her bitch a knuckle sandwich. Cause she was like, I'll send you a copy. Bat shut up bitch because she wrote that book pretty much wrongly accused like bitch you're a liar cotton is not the killer um because sydney has told everybody that it was caught because she's seen somebody with his coat on like not this motherfucking murder by mom let's really talk about something i bring up at least once every four months um woodsboro is a town full of haters let's start there um also sydney prescott did not deserve any of this shit um, I know, let me just hold my thoughts at the end, but that's just really where I'm at. It's a town full of haters. All of this is because of this girl's mom, and I'm tired. I mean, realistically, if we're going to be, we're going to keep it a hundred, it all happens because a, a little boy can't realize that his parents are having problems and that it's not his fault. It's not nobody else's fault that his parents are having problems and he decides to murder a bunch of people. I'm just saying Yes, and that's what I was saying because I was trying to hold off on the end part. But yes, thank you, Ernest. That's exactly what I meant. And it's not because the mama's fault, but more so like all these niggas is hating on her. Girl, she's just out here living her life. Everybody out here living their lives. Everybody needs to mind their business and deal with it by seeing a therapist, not taking it out on other people. Everyone needs therapy. Maureen was fucking cheating on her husband and fucking somebody else's husband. She was doing Woo! some shit that was not okay. Maureen was cutting so let, so let's, let's not make it seem like, oh, she was just out here wearing outfits. No, 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 no. She was fucking someone's husband and she was married. So that was a problem. Still, we need to go to therapy and not stab people. I think Thanks. that. And I also think that it's not all Billy fault because he's a teenager and he should have did more. But somebody was in his ear when we get to later movies. Ooh, listen. I was like, because always remember to take two to tango. And, you know, last time I checked, Hank Loomis is still fucking alive. Yeah, your father's still out here. I mean, even 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 his mama didn't kill his father. I'm just I'm just shaking my head. That's what I'm saying. We all need help. And everybody was hating on Maureen. We all need somebody to lead on. That's probably how they ended up in this situation anyways. Cutting up and confiding in people. 
and not going to therapy and not going to therapy in this small ass town. This don't make no damn sense. But they had this party they cutting up and, you know, eventually there's a room full of people. Here's what I wish we would have saw. People gradually leaving the party instead of like the dramatic like woman is a house full of people and next to you know it's like a dream situation and everybody's just gone it's like where the fuck did everybody go did anybody else feel like that or i just i don't know i'm not tripping i mean they got a phone call that they found the principal hang, hanging up by the goalpost by his guts damn right everybody leave <laughs> yeah and like ten, like four like two cars left speed and talk about something because dewey was driving past him trying to do it again oh yeah you're right you're right you're right and they left like oh about to see this girl why do you i will be going home and locking my door also a problem with these white people not locking their door why you gotta run and lock your door my doors are already locked as soon as i come in the doors are locked i'm only screwed if somebody's already in this house you ain't just getting in here you right you right they mentioned it in later movies about um they really do like like a side excuse me like a side comment like your door should be locked by now don't you know this and i'm like um but like that so like why is this even a conversation lock your doors guys please because people will be walking in your house. They will. I've had that happen. I've talked about this as a... I don't know how to talk about this on a May episode, but when I was young, so one of the one of us... I don't think it was me, because I ain't going to say us. Uh, but what if someone in the house, it could have been several people. I lived, you know, with Extendo family, with my Mima and great Mima and them. So somebody could have left the door unlocked. Someone walked straight into our house. It, they weren't harmful in the thing. I think they walked, they walked in and was like, oh, shit, I'm in the wrong house. Bye, guys. So, but if it was somebody who trying to cause us harm, they would have already been in the house. We would have been fucked. Lock your doors. Um, it only take me one time, baby, to learn. Ah, the door is locked. But we get to all this shit happening because the party, everybody left. Now we just got Billy who run up at the last minute, like out of breath. And I'm like, no, nah, his ass, he just, cause he just killed Tatum. That's why his ass out of breath. He killed her ass and got her in, like crunched up in the fucking garage. And now Billy in there trying to talk to Sydney. Stu is still in that bitch, not realizing Tatum's gone. Yeah, all right. Randy's still in that bitch watching scary movies by itself cause he's a geek. Me too, girl. I would have been in the movie about my business with a cold brew watching the scary movie as well. But it's party over. Like everybody done. And the house cleared out fast as shit. It did. I can it's just it stresses me out. Not because why, but like, you know, y'all ever like sleep or not obviously we be sleeping. I'm so I hope y'all sleep. But um, you know, like so, you ever have like a dream and then your house be full of people and then you blink and next thing you know everybody's gone? That's how I felt the way they scattered out that house. But it was real creepy because, you know, Randy's watching Halloween and people are getting stalked and stuff, and he's like, damn, that's crazy. Watch out, bitch. And you know what? We thinking the same thing because that's what's happening to you. You saying out loud about yourself. Um, and But it's all right, baby. You know, you somehow made it. You getting fucked up. You know, it's crazy. It's a tussle. Then it starts getting wild up in there. Like, it's it's so much. You got Sydney and Sydney finally having, oh, God, sex, sex. with. Oh, God. You know what happens when you have sex in the movie? Like, now you're a target. You've been that target. But you now you're a target target for real. And then you find out in this situation, your boyfriend again try to fake his death, fake getting stabbed up. He needs help. And then you come downstairs and you realize, okay, so it went from getting fake stabbed up to these people are really stabbing each other in front of you. And these people, as in Billy and Stu, because they are dun, 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 the murderers. And possibly a couple. Bum, bum, bum. Definitely a couple. Also, before we even get... They was fucking, right? Sydney and um, Billy... 
the he started to apologize, right? She go, no, it was me, bitch. I almost wanted to vomit. I was like, oh, I held my nose. I was like, uh-uh, you didn't do anything wrong. This fucker had it. Com- he had it coming. Dump, dump, no, break up with him because he was over here like you need to get over your mom. That was a year. Ago. Her mom was brutally murdered. My mom passed. I'm like that bitch. I'm still sad, but also she wasn't brutally murdered. And he's like, so you can fuck. Oh no! Oh no! Mm-mm. Girl, focus on your books, cause this motherfucker ain't shit. He ain't worth a damn, as the old people would say. Well, that's just the gateway to the bullshit, because the real thing is, he the reason why the mama dead. Hello, it's just that's just the icing on the cake. It's layers to the bullshit. I feel so bad for Sydney every day, every time a movie like Sydney really just be trying to pack up. And just start her life over. She'd be looking in the mirror. She'd probably get a haircut. You know, it's grown out by the time we see her again. But she's really just, she's going through it. She's in a pit. These people stabbing each other in the kitchen. She's like, freeze frame. How did I get here? Dead ass. She's looking into the camera like, send help. They are feeling woozy here. That's what Stu talk about. I'm screaming. We get these iconic ass locks. Come on, man. You stabbing somebody. so many times. My parents are gonna be so mad at me. Matthew Lilla was cutting up. Ooh, I feel like if he was not ad libbing, then um, he could have fooled me because that's what it felt like. Uh, the phone when he did ad lib, so apparently, um, supposedly uh, Billy was supposed to put the phone back, but it slips out of his hand because of the blood on his hand, and it hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> uh, good times. Iconic, legendary. Um, and yeah, y'all, this shit is crazy. Like they, we have another tussle. Everybody, you know, oh shit, we about to get stabbed up. The killers is tussling. They upset with each other. Here's the real thing. I, I can't think of a pairing in any of these movies where the killers are not like, not bickering with each other at some point. Like they never seem to like be 100% truly on the same page. I know that's very realistic, but I would... Lo- okay, oh, 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 well. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But also... Yeah, no, yeah, that's the only time I can think of is uh, a movie we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, hold on, but that was the... Let me just go on and sit down. <laughs> damn, I just damn, packed it up in real life. Damn, you saw me. Damn, Everybody My eyes are closed and everything. Oh my god! Well, er- everybody did. Okay, everybody's not dead, but Billy actually killed. I believe killed Stu ass because he stabbed him a little too much. Uh, and you think it's about to just be Billy wild ass because he we all go a little mad sometimes. All right, girl, you're being you're dramatic as hell. Okay, because your mama left and you now you got issues. You therapy again, but. Dewey show up and Gail show up. Gail helped save the day. She done got her ass beat several times. Dewey done got fucked up so many times. He's like limp, like not limping yet, but because I feel like he got, he, when he, I laughed out loud when he first opened the door, like Sydney, his legs buckled from underneath him and he rolled down the porch. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I was like, his legs are fucked up, uh, which makes sense for the next movie. He's literally limping around in the wildest way. I, it's really weird. I don't know. Maybe because it's just him and he, I don't take him seriously. Um, 
I, I don't. I'm sorry. He I would trust Scooby Doo before I trust Dewey. I'm sorry. I mean I Dewey Dewey is like one of the dumbest cops in this whole series. I swear. Even the ones who mm-hmm. do die, especially it's it's we'll talk about this later, but it's one of the movies he does like he's like literally the dumbass cop. Like yeah. you would think you would think that they grabbed uh Officer Doofus from a fucking scary movie. And put him in here. That's how dumb he is in one of these movies. You be like, God damn, he hasn't. It's like he hasn't learned shit, and it just, it just annoys me because, especially like I said, you, he been going through this for like what twenty plus years. <laughs> you know what? I know it's a little far ahead, but that's I'm with you. They make him the buffoon cop, and they gas it up with every movie. And then with the last movie, and I, I'm not gonna jump too far ahead, but they make for me personally made me feel like all right we're gonna get some redemption for making you know dewey this buffoon ass you know person who's up here just cutting up and making these decisions and falling down like a motherfucking slapstick film he's getting hurt but also he's like oh my god my knees just like hitting the ground um because his ankles gave out and it happens sometimes but um you know they make a choice and i was like well that was a choice like i dead ass said out loud that was a choice Whoa. I can't wait. I can't wait till we talk about that movie. I'm ready. I'm re- I, like I said, my notes are intense for that movie. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, let's really talk about the important star in this, Gail's bangs in the entire franchise. The evolution I- of Gail's hair. Because <laughs> listen, the first one is like, ooh, heavy 90 streaks, giving Jenny Jones makeover 90 streaks. Then we come in with the red chunks when we talk in 97, 98, where everybody okay, was doing I like burgundy. the red chunks. I mean, too. I was banging with the red, okay? Then we go three where we got these fucking, um, you know, skinny ass, thin ass, wispy ass bangs. It's like she put a, a group of eyelashes to her forehead and called it a day. You know, we're here. She was trying to give P- Betty Page, but um, it wasn't working. It, it didn't it, it didn't happen out for her. Cat has her fingers on top of her forehead like this bitch bangs. The bangs were just a pinch too short, too wispy for so her wispy. face shape. They just, it wasn't giving. You could see directly through them. It was a little, you know, they were a little transparent. Um, They did not, they weren't, mm -mm. but her outfit still gave. I will say that. Her outfit gave in every single movie. Always. Her hair was only fucked in that movie. Because the next movie, they got her fucking hair together. And the movie after that, her hair, like the fifth movie, her hair was like, okay. They might have added a few bundles in the back, a few couple um, clip-ins or something. Gave her a little body. She looked good. She looked good. Yeah, she only to me had only had bad hair in the in the third movie. It was just really bad, really bad. Like I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It's like, who? What did they do to you? What, what did they Bang. do to you? Like they the really, bang. they really fucked up Courtney Cox in, in that third movie. <laughs> bang! Oh no! Oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck no! Nah. Five minutes left. That's what they. I got the time wrong. Well, but they. Oh, yes, sorry. No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we're just here. Bang. (laughs) That almond got bangs on my mind. (laughs) Lord. Uh, Bangs. (laughs) Uh, But I think those bangs received a separate check, um, you know, because they are a meme. And movie one, pretty much, Sydney makes it out. She's a survivor like Destiny Child and him. And it's two killers, which makes it, ooh, the fun way. And it makes a lot of sense versus the supernatural kill that clearly cannot be in the same place at the same time and doing all this shit. Because that's the question we usually ask of horror. Like, how the fuck do they stage all these bodies? How did you, you know, even if you're, how did you do this? You have four hands and four feet. 
Okay, there are two people moving the shit and, you know, connecting and calling and getting people out of jail. Just, you know, making shit wild here. But Dewey is still with us. Gail is still with us. Cotton is cleared of the murder now. So he about to get the fuck out of jail. And Sydney is with us. Okay. And Randy is also with us. So now we're moving they straight out of the high school. They're coming out of high school straight into the pros. Not like Nunda said, because that's weird. They're going to college. That's what I mean. They're about to oh learn in the books. Uh, yes. Also, I want to tap on something that I had leaned in about. Uh, Sydney being mad at Cotton for like, after Cotton was cleared. And I get still like, it still could be fuck Cotton. It really can still be fuck Cotton. But like, it was a strong fuck Cotton movement. And I was like, okay, so Cotton really ain't been calling you or nothing like that. You know, that one time Gail had him pop up. Ooh, okay. That was that one time. But, and I know I'm in three instead of two. But like Sydney, like no, the hate for cotton two? is strong. Oh, we no, in you two, in but two? still, oh yeah, because three of us is yeah. He the popped up at on her campus. Like Gail's like, hey Sydney, what's up? And then she's like, look who I got, I got a friend, girl. That's up. like when you um do love and hip hop or some shit, and it was like, oh, we going to dinner, and you bring my fucking mortal enemy, bitch. What the fuck is wrong with you? Now y'all throwing drinks at each other and shaking the table, girl. Oh, crack it up! Oh, crack it up! Okay, before we get into cotton and his all white outfits. Yes, plural. Um, we're going to back up and we are going to um, get into Scream 2 because we already know that we fuck with all these movies. The ratings on these movies, to be quite honest, y'all, for those who give a shit about that, it's all over the scale. Like for Scream 1, IMDb and Ryan Tomato. Ryan Tomato was like a, nine, a 79 and IMDb was like 7.3 out of 10. Girl, I don't give a damn. Like For all- Scream? Yes. They can go to hell. Yeah, well, yeah, I told you I don't give a damn. And then, you know, the second one was 6.3 out of 10 for IMDb with Rotten Tomatoes with 81%. And what did I say before about when you have, like, kind of semi-polar opposites or one is a little bit more extreme than the other, you know it's going to be hit or miss. But I don't know how the fuck we got that with this one. Because Scream 2 is a classic, bitch. What are you talking about? Yeah, both of these movies are, like, 9 out of 10s. I don't know what you're classic talking man. about. Listen, they have both ties on. I don't know what you mean. Bow ties and briefcases, okay? And I know somebody had a cowboy boot on and a hat. Ernest, you know what I'm talking about. We're giving you 2008 Blastic Man, bitch. I'm getting artsy-fartsy on you hoes, and I'm pulling up like the graduation era. Let's get it. He's still canceled, but we're referencing these outfits. Well, that means they would have probably had on maybe a blazer and a fitted cap. But we're here. Um, This is... That's who. I want Mr. Bentley. Okay. Well, we are I have on everything. I'm really Yeehaw. Well, we're in like 97, 98 in the red chunks, red highlight, burgundy hair. I don't know if y'all know. Uh, not me because I wasn't allowed. My mama would have beat my ass. But the girls were dyeing their hair with the Kool-Aid packs and I was jealous. I wanted to dye my hair with the cherry Kool-Aid pack, but I could not. My mom was like, I fucking dare you. And I was like, wow, I don't do dares. That carried in to middle school for me because the girls, okay, I was in middle school, what? 2000, 7th grade, 2000, 2001. I remember the girls having the Kool-Aid packets on their head and they had the red joints. And now the back of their shirts is all kinds of red because the Kool-Aid packet. <laughs> oh and then when it rained, it didn't rain, baby. They ain't got no umbrella. I was like, was it worth it? Like, I knew you can't a girl who would carry like, Uniforms cost too much. Smart. Mm-hmm. I knew a girl who would have a shower cap. Like, uh-uh, y'all not about to get me. Slide that shower cap right on her head. Nope. You're not about to get we, me. This is not about to drip down my neck. Not today. We love a resourceful bitch. Yes, we do. We love resourceful, but in Scream 2, 
We got Jada Pinkett. Um, she's out here. She's got the little her hair wrapped for the god cheekbones. Nice cute outfit. She's going out on a date. She's going out with Omar Epps. And if it's it's nineteen ninety seven, so seeing Jada Pinkett and Omar Epps in the movie, oh my god, they out here. They opening this scene up, but unfortunately, I see them in the opening scene of screen too. So that tells me this is probably not going to end the way I wanted to end. That's already I already see the setup. They at the movies. They own a date. Omar Epps complains about the movie ticket being about $7. And I'm like, damn, they must have went on a premiere movie night because the Bruh. movie ticket was really like around $5. So I was like, ooh, yes. they must be. I and four tell or three if you young. Ooh, yes. And I can tell they were somewhere expensive because I remember around that time, movie tickets were definitely $5. Um, either way, it was a date night. Everybody had on their leather jackets. They're going to see Stab. And when they go see Stab, I feel like in addition to the audience being real turned up, it very much gave shadow cast um, because of how active everybody is and they're running up on the stage and all kinds of woo-ha and throwing stuff around. They could just be unruly in the movie theater. I don't know. And you know what really got me was, I don't know if this was done on purpose, you know, there's always somebody saying about going to movies in a certain kind of neighborhood and it's always loud and unruly. And I was looking at this crowd and I was like, I would be kind of upset. If I was in there and I was really just trying to focus on the movie, I'm just saying, I don't know. Um, but in addition to that, you know, they're watching the film and Jada Pinkett is, just, you know, having her side conversation because she too is trying to understand why watching Stab, which is basically Scream 1, um, happening. She's like, I don't know why that girl is making that choice. Why is she in the shower and she want to answer the phone and say her clothes not on? What the fuck was the reason of that? And you know what? You right, girl. What is the reason? And then people was hating on her because they talk about she talking during the movie. Y'all are running around throwing popcorn. Y'all are stabbing each other, standing up, wearing masks, hollering, shaking all in the middle of the aisles and shit, throwing sodas, going ooh, screaming, and her making some commentary. You want everybody want to shush her. Mm. That's what Not I'm saying. Shaking. <laughs> I'm crying. It was just a lot. But, you know, she has some really good questions like, why are the characters making these choices? And my first thought is I want to know who was in the writer's room because I'm just like, I know who, what audience you're appealing to, but the fact that, you know, whether maybe it was not your intention for this character to be black when the role was written. However, you know how it is when certain people play certain roles. And now our perception of how that role is being portrayed before us is different versus if somebody else played it. So for us, black person, why, or me, black person watching this role and she's saying all the quiet parts out loud why the hell is she answering the phone like this what is going on that call and response us watching the movie all these hating ass white people in the movie theater and they loud as hell like jasmine talk about but you know they got a nerd to talk about else but everybody, everybody else movie theater but y'all movie theater is real unruly and also why would omar Epps take her on a date here he needs to read the room but also was this the closest movie theater in their neighborhood i'm really giving it a lot of thought also, and so she's Yes, go ahead. Come on, another also. Also, I think he got like free movie tickets or something because this is like a premiere screening. So that's why okay. they were there because she wanted to see some shit, some other fucking movie. Okay, okay, you're right. Because I definitely love, I was like, damn, I was like, where'd I think? See, that's why I'll be, be watching this every time but I discovered new shit and I love that about movies. Um, And shout out to you, Jazz. Shout out to you, Um, So yes, they're watching this movie. She's asking all the questions. Um, Omar Epps, name is Phil in this movie because I'm going to just call him Omar Epps. He he said he said he's gotta go to the bathroom. So he get up, he go, and she go off the one point to get popcorn and stuff. You know they go and get. It's just a lot, and she feels a little uneasy. She can kind of tell 
that something is off. I'm going there. Because when she's walking to the popcorn desk, she's looking back, you know, all these people, you know, they be running around, they cutting up in there. And she's like, girl, these is not my tribe. I'm trying to get to the desk to get my popcorn and get back. These people cutting up. It's a scary movie going on. I'm ready to go. And while she's gone, you know, feels like, girl, I got to go to the bathroom, da 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 She go back to the seat. We see Phil in the bathroom. And while he's in the bathroom, he's in the, he's in the stall instead of being up against the wall and stuff. And he hears something, you know, eerie in the stall next to him. Me, real person like myself, I would have zipped my pants up. I would have kept on walking out, maybe phone 911 from the payphone in the hall. Because at this point, movie theaters had the payphones in the lobby if your movie theater has some money. So I would have tried to make a call if I was really concerned about what I was hearing. Not put my ear to the wall. Listen to the whispers and the cries because this is what happens. I don't know how, but the knife stabbed him through the wall. I'm not going to ask questions. Movie magic. I'm here. The walls are made of styrofoam. This is a set. That's how this is happening because there's no way. I'm not using a bathroom that I could take a knife and just with my force of my arm stab through the wall. Because, of course, with enough force, something sharp could go through the wall. However... that is not human for like it's not like oh i lift a few weights i'm just i'm just a man and once we see who the killer is no that person is not taking their fucking bicep strength and driving the knife all the way through that far because it went in deep enough to go through omar epps ears and stuff like to which also fucked me up because y'all know ear things who send me to hell I don't know if they even say who necessarily, because, you know, most of the movies, they do break down who kills who, or you at least can figure out about what's going on. But I think in the movie theater, it will make more sense that the younger person was the killer. Yeah, I see that. It made more sense. Yeah, especially with who the younger person, what turns out to be, not spoiling it. Yeah. Not spoiling it yet. <laughs> hey, because you know I'm a fucking, uh, hey, ha ha. Um, so yeah, ooh, shashow, he got stabbed, and that was crazy. Like, I know you said the wall was made of paper mache, um, and positivity, but you know, I I was gonna suspend my young my young mind on that bus trip in that dark. Woo! That man came through that thing, stabbed him in the ear. Crazy. The, and you know how old I am, and this is 1999-2000. Okay, do the math. I'm on the bus cutting up. So we see this, then you know, you see someone sit down next to Jada Pink and Maureen is watching this movie and she's still commenting. All the people's hating on her. Her hair looks amazing, by the way. Wrapped. Okay? Nice and shiny. You can see the glow in the darkness of the theater. And so um, she's sitting there and she's brushing up because her date is back. Phil got the jacket on. I don't know how she doesn't kind of like, she doesn't realize right away something is off until she starts like nuzzling up on him and realizes that there's blood on his coat. And that's when it's too late. And, you know, it's not Phil. It's actually Ghostface. And they stab her. And they stab her for a while. And what's really sad is while she's getting murdered. Like, I was sitting there watching this recently. I'm like, damn, this is, these kills, like, yeah, but also, damn, they get more and more brutal. Like, it just gets more visceral as the movies increase. Um, especially with this most recent movie. <laughs> but um, not complaining. But with this situation, I was sick. Um, I think as I'm getting older, every watch, right, I feel like I'm getting more and more feelings about it as I get older. Um, and watching this woman getting murdered in the movie theater and everybody's just like, yeah, it's stab! And she's getting fucked up. 
But the one or two people we pan across um, as the viewer who's realizing like, whoa, what is this? Like when someone gets a blood splattered on them and then they see her kind of spin around. So the few people are realizing that, hey, I don't I don't think this is just a regular patron party. And like, I think something's wrong here. But also like, so y'all see her, but it's hard for you to see the Gabriel ass nigga dancing around her body, stabbing her. Like, did I miss that part? Maybe my glasses don't work that way, but poor Maureen drags her body to the front of the movie theater and wails the saddest wail um, as she dies in front of the whole um, room because that's when they realize, oh shit, this is not a part of the movie. Uh, and boom, stab two. Scream two. Wow. Same difference. Thank, yes. And I was like, damn, this is so dramatic for her to die like this, but it was iconic, but dramatic. And also, I, even at my young age, I was like, damn, they killed the niggas first. And I was like, I've watched so many horror films at this point. I was like, oh, well, if the black people are about to die right now. Or, and yep. of course, being in the family of a lot of people who were into horror, they already were telling me, yeah, yeah, the black people are about to die. And I was like, damn, y'all killed Jada Pinkett? I had seen Set It Off at this point. Y'all killed Jada Pinkett. Uh-uh, that's rude. I didn't like that. Um, but, you know, we're here. I was still here to watch the movie. Um, I also was like, damn, as soon as the blood, because I watched it last, no, yesterday, day before yesterday. As soon, first of all, blood. Blood smells like pennies. Blood has a smell. Maybe it was a lot of smells going on, popcorn, soda, people doing stuff. I don't know. But then as soon as she sees the blood, looks at it, looks at him, looks at the blood, looks at him. She had enough time to see the blood and skip fucking daddle. I would have, as soon as I would have seen the blood, I'd be like, you know what? I don't care if this is a prank. Because you know how I feel about pranks. Y'all play too much that motherfucking calm down or bitch I'm out. Bye. We don't do that. That's literally it. Um, I it, Y'all can't see everybody on the phone. It's like, yeah, no. All, no. We don't play those kind of games because trauma, because no, because y'all fucking play too much. Like, I don't do that. My niggas don't do that. We don't got time for that. And my girl Maureen had to eat the dust. And that's so sad for her. They deserve better. But like Jazz said, it's the middle, the beginning of a screen movie. There's black people. First of all, there's black people in the middle, the beginning of a horror movie. I do not expect you, unfortunately, to last long, especially in 1997. I mean, I'm gonna be real. If we talking about percentile percentile wise, there are low percentages of this goddamn movie, and only in what two, three fourths of them die in this movie. There you go. Only, only, only one person, only one black person survives this movie. <laughs> You're right, and honestly, I love that for them. I love that for them, but goddamn. The yeah, other, the, the other three. Come on, y'all. Come on. And the real thing is, the one right after that, like, <sighs> God damn it! Like it was just huh. okay. But yes, yeah, so we open up this movie. Sydney is still our girl, and she's moved on from Woodboro High School, and she's in college. And we see her, and she's trying to start a new life. She's out here. She's got a new man. She's got a boyfriend. She's got a black best friend. Um, they trying to get into, um, it's some real nice heavy hitters in this movie. You got a lot of couple people. We see, you know, Stab being played by, well, you know, Drew Barrymore's character in Stab is being played by, um, Heather Graham. And, you know, we got, uh, Lise Neal playing Hallie, Sid, uh, Sid's Bad Black Western. And I keep saying it on purpose because that's exactly how it's portrayed. I held my nose at that sorority scene. Um, now I did not hold my nose because we had Portia Degrassi and Rebecca Gayhart. Especially because Rebecca Gayhart comes back in another fun movie we've seen and covered. I'm not going to let you just, uh, yes, we all got our hands up. Urban Legends, if y'all ain't seen that, you need to go ahead and see it. We already covered If you want to listen to that, go ahead and do that too. We appreciate it. That's fun. Um, I just remembered. I think I'm on episode two. 
Because you're everything. It's all in you. Like, I don't understand. Um, But yeah, so that sorority scene really made me sick. But actually, we see that, you know, Sydney's at school and she's trying to get a new life and trying to do new things. But guess motherfucking what? The ghost face killer is back again. Everybody's back. And because they're back, that means that Gail Weather's back. She didn't made enough money off of this this story, but guess what, bitch? She's still about to cover the shit, and she's back. She got Cotton with her, like Jazz says. She's trying to bring Cotton into the room. Sydney is pissed. How dare you bring Cotton into my face? I don't give a fuck that he was cleared of murder charges. I don't want to see no Cotton Leary get him out of here trying to get his famous. Y'all is ugly, and it was just it's a mess, girl. Just drama, soap opera yes. drama. Yes, and because the other that one that one uh fourth of the black crew who makes it is the cameraman because the other cameraman got stabbed the fuck up in the old movie, so he's back and he realized he he don't even know who Gail Weathers is for real. For real. You find out later in the movie this motherfucker was like, I don't read your book, and um your cameraman got killed in the last one. He got gutted. I'm not. She was like, he didn't even get gutted. His throat was slit. Bitch, that's not better. I am about to eject Nocito because I'm about to call the jank. And she convinced him one time, but at the another point he's like here's your footage suck my dick bitch i'm out and you don't see his ass no more until like the very end where it's safe i think that nigga leaves in the van and you do not literally do not see him in from act two until literally right before the credits when he rolls back up like hey girl you trying to record this scene love that i love <laughs> every, that made me smile so much i was like yes <laughs> white people are dying this time for us to get the fuck on out of here come on get your ass in the truck let's go we made it to the end. I love that. That's because that's exactly what we would have did. We would have left. Oh, these oh, they turned up too. Soon as they would have started standing, you wouldn't have seen me. I can't. I can't. I want to back it up because I wrote in my notes um, that that one point that Phil's character Phil says to Jada, "Okay, sister soldier," in response to what she's saying. And I wrote in my notes, "Who wrote this? Is this an ad lib? Like, who thought to call her sister soldier?" And now I have a lot of questions because I'm hoping it was an ad lib. But also, like, if it's not, I'm not about to run my boil up. But who who the fuck wrote that? Who did that? I don't... I don't the calls don't are know. coming it's, from inside the house, sis. I know, I know, I know. It's probably know, know. the same people who wrote this black roommate character to be obsessed with getting into this white sorority. I was like, mm, I don't, she's just really trying to get in. She's obsessed with trying to get in. They're not even pressed for her. Is she pledging or whatever? And they're pressed for Sydney because she's slightly famous. So they want her in there. And it was like, girl, you better bring um Sydney with you. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> this is your whole character arc. It's like, I am in college. I am Sydney's roommate. Are you okay, girl? You need to get out more. I am obsessed with these sorority girls. There is nothing else. I don't know where her ass is from. I don't know shit. Her hair looks good, but I knew that Louise In was some scenes. Be- okay, okay. You know, for the most part, but we knew Elise was not going to let herself look wild like that. Like, that's pretty much it. But here's the real thing. As we see this friendship play out, because since we're talking about it, I was utterly disgusted when we get to Elise's demise. Because, you know, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. You know, Sydney's in school and she's got a whole bunch of friends. You know, she's got Cece. That's a little classmate. You got Mickey. Randy back. Randy somehow go to college with Sydney. And that's not far-fetched. You know, people be linking up in college and stuff. Um, Sydney got a boyfriend named Derek. And 
Derek is also like trying to, I guess, pledge a frat or is in a frat. Who knows? But they're all also doing this giant play. And this movie revolves around a play. And, you know, it's a sequel. So it's not like the original. There's a lot of like hidden. They t- they heavy. Um, Randy talks about like you have some characters that you thought some secrets that was buried that's about to get discovered and all kinds of shit because it has to be better than the original. So, you know, we're going back to these metaphors for um, people keep making extra movies at the movies at the movies and added to these franchises. So playing yes. on that meta world, love to see it. Yes, and more bodies because instead of one kill during the opening scene, you get two kills during the open scene in a public ass place, brutal as hell, <laughs> and you get <laughs> killed. Yes, you getting kill after kill. Um, that whole situation with the uh, roommate dying that was that was stupid. Highly did not need to go like that because girl, why didn't you just run? Why are y'all leaving by yourselves? Uh, why didn't y'all strangle Ghostface and while he was in the car? I just see so many opportunities for people to jump Ghostface. Like, I would have stopped. If you kick someone in head trauma, it's head trauma. They are a human. You kick somebody in the head enough, that's it, bro. They are incapacitated and or dead. You don't need no weapon. You get them, move them sticks, motherfucker. Kick your, kick him in the head. Uh, because as soon as he's on the ground, you got to stomp him out. Stomp a mud hole in his ass. Because this happens through oops, several sequels where he Ghostface is on the ground and no one decides, let me kick you while you're down. I know it sounds bad, but he's a murderer. Kick his ass while he's down. Destroy the brain. It just goes across the board, multiple genres, when it comes to getting people up out of here. When it comes to um, Sydney and, and her character, her homegirl, Hallie, they honestly, when they get away from the car, because Ghostface is passed out in the seat at this point, so much shit has happened, y'all. We jumping around because there's a whole bunch that's happened this week. But this was situation when they get out the car and they're like, where did he go? And they're like, I got to go back and check the car. That's when Hallie should have grabbed her ass and said, come on, bitch, because he seems to be attached to Sydney by the hip. Because I really feel like regardless if Hallie ran off by herself or not, she was going to get got. Because Sydney ran away, then she looked back. But he's gone. Like, what do you mean he gone? And now he about to stab you. Girl, I y'all had so much time to run down the street. Like, what, what is this? I'm not, who's, who's writing this? Um, but yeah, so Sydney's at college and poor Randy dies in this movie. Cause Randy, you know, this scene was one of my faves. He's talking shit. Cause the killer calls him on the phone. You know, the killer didn't step it up. Everybody didn't step it up. We don't sell phones now full time. We not just call the landlines. We mobile. We stepped it up. Um, and Randy's talking cash shit on the lawn of the school. He's like, you know, you stupid fuck, you out here cutting up, you're boring, you're lame, you're ugly, you know, look at you, look at your gown, look at your friends, just just, just going on him, talking about the legacy, and he's like, you got me fucked up! That's not what he said, but that's what he said, <laughs> and actually, they did have Randy fucked up, Randy had himself fucked up, because the killer slid that motherfucking sniper van inside, uh, news van door open, grabbed his ass inside, that van was shaking. And this is what was real out of control. The fact that you have this white man pop locking. <laughs> it when does I, that very wrong. <laughs> when I tell you that I was like, this nigga just came out here with the ghetto blaster and was just like, and was all, like you said, pop locking this shit. I was like, what the entire fuck? Because <laughs> what was the point of this? And the van is shaking. And there, and I was just like, they are so into this boom, boom, chop, ba, doom, ba, doom, chop, because that's how the music sounded. 
as this one dude is doing like the stand-up worm across the side of this murder scene van and he just like glides away like a cartoon break. That's how you know this shit is jokes. The stand-up worm. Excuse me? That's what he did. You see that body body, bitch? I'm screaming. He might as well have been. Also, Scotty Too Hottie had a real good look going on with that hat and that hair. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care. I'm entertained. Did he you say something, same, MAGA? Not that I know of. You're the same person who is pressed about Tyrese LeBray in my way. So here we go. And are. you already know what the fuck going on. Mm. Uh, well, you know, this is just, this is what it is, bruh. Well, Randy's gone, unfortunately. Um, my dog, News Van, is a crime scene. That's why he was like, girl, fuck y'all. I'm calling the cab. Um, and we are trying to go through footage, figure out who is... Who's doing this? Who's responsible? It has to be somebody from the past because Randy is, you know, feeding them, you know, more rules about what sequels are about. Like, it's more killers. Somebody from the past. Somebody with a secret. Somebody with a grudge. Something that we skipped over in the first movie. And after this point, we pretty much have Sydney, Dewey, Mickey, Gail left. And there's this reporter that keeps pulling up on Gail. Like, oh my God, I'm such a big fan. She had all the news janks, you know, and she seems inconsequential. But then we get through all this and we're in the movie like towards the end after we've murdered several fucking people. Um, so many people are dead because Derek ass get got as well. Poor Derek. He was oh, actually yeah. a really nice person. Um, although I thought he was a killer because I was thinking about Billy from the first one and he was really mm-hmm. innocent. Although I did not like him because he was singing songs and embarrassing. You know, serenading in public sends me to hell. So I just thought he was embarrassing and I did not like him. Uh, but other than that, he wasn't a bad person. He deserved to die like that. All he did was love Sydney. That's all he did. And that trauma engulfed her ass, you know, understandably so. And that other, uh, the other reporter's name was Debbie Salt. And that woman that plays her, Roseanne's sister, she always being, um, I'm crying. Y'all can't be on the And I'll be referring to that woman as Roseanne's sister all the time. What was Debbie Salt's name? Uh, hold on, I got her written on paper. Lori Metcalf. Yeah, she said something, Maga? No. Oh, okay. I was waiting for somebody to tell me. No, that was just Roseanne. Roseanne just said something, Maggie. That was just her. Okay, you know. Well, Roseanne's sister got on up here, and we find out that not only is she more than just being Roseanne's sister and a news reporter. Oh, no. She is out here killing people, tag-teaming with Mickey. Dun-dun-dun. They're the murderers. And Mickey, you should have known he was the murderer. Every time I see who played Mickey... Timothy Oliphant. Every time I see that man in a show, a movie, anything, I know he done did something, except for the crazies. I know he done did something. He is responsible for something happening on the set. And I knew it when I saw this movie. I said, yeah, I know he the murderer right there because his hairline was doing that thing. It looked like he he leaned in. He looked like he up to no good. He was squinting his eyes and stuff in that classroom answering them questions. I knew it was him. I knew it was him. I didn't know it was Miss Debbie Saw, and I also didn't know that she was about to be Billy's mom. Like, I didn't know. Uh-oh, bitch, got us. Yeah, because you don't meet Billy's mom, like, in person, I don't think. Um, and even if you do, she would look real different. She pulled up. First, Gail come out with her hands up, and Miss <laughs> Loomis come out with the gun to her, like, bitch, I'm back. Hello, we're here. This is what the fuck about to happen. Gail, you about to die. Sydney, you about to motherfucking die. I'm going to blame this shit. 
in her mind because Mickey thinks he about to um, go to trial. He wants to get caught. He wants to get famous. He wants to blame it on the movies and get, I mean, not Gail, but Miss Loomis is like, girl, fuck all that shit you talk about. I'm going to blame you, but I'm actually going to kill everyone. And I was just here to talk about the story. That's all. I was following this case and being nosy and that's how I got here. But it doesn't play out that way because they start, it's a showdown. Every screen movie has a fucking showdown at the end. And it's always Sydney at the showdown, high noon, with her guns up, glocks up, ready. Um, and she comes out on top again with the help of uh, Gail and, um, you know, herself. Of course, do I feel like Dewey comes, doesn't nope. Dewey pull nope. up somehow? Nope. Big, He's useless again. It's Big Cotton Weary. Oh, it's Cotton. You're mm-hmm. right. And then that's why her and Cotton don't have beef no more. Because she's like, you know what? Talk to Cotton. Please take your fame Don't else. have so, beef no more. So I, I'm going to have to stand up on my man Dewey real quick because you was like, he's being useless. Uh, if you don't remember correctly, that nigga got, he got, sta- he got stabbed up in the silent room like real badly. Like that shit. He was like, Gail, Gail. That nigga came behind him. <laughs> stabbed him about like, what, eight times? Mm-hmm. Okay, to be fair, yes, but also Dewey's still useless in several other scenes. So that does not, he didn't help in this point because he was incapacitated. I will give him that. But there are several scenes all throughout the sequels where he just, come on, Dewey, come on, bro. If it's one thing we can count on is Dewey being horribly injured in a movie. That's one thing I can count on in these films. Like, even if, like, he's trying to warn somebody or he's physically trying to throw his body at someone else. Dewey is about to get fucked up in one of these films. And this is why, like, in movie, we get to movie five, because I know we're not there yet. I feel bad. Like, because like you said, Jess, like, you were talking about, like, what's up with that? Like, with his um, limp. His limp, like, aggressively gets worse. So I do like that they kind of, like, you know, they might have exaggerated a bit. But also, he's getting stabbed the fuck up in every movie. So it gets better, actually, in 4. That was the first thing I noticed about his character in 4, is that he's walking a lot better. I was like, oh, he, he ain't living all that well. All right, all right, look at, look at, look at Dewey. He, he doing all right for himself. And then 5 come back around, he's like, nah, that nigga limping again. That nigga, nigga in the bottle and shit. Yeah, the gout got him. The gout got the him. The gout? That's what I thought. I thought, I thought it That's was That's it. That, you are going to prison. Um, for your crimes well we just have our things, guys. oh my god you have one minute left uh so <laughs> dewey does make it through he's not dead gail makes it through and then on top of that uh we have sydney making it through and we are here it's a good time we're living sort of kind of our best lives sort of not really not really uh we made it to the end we survived again and that was a good time. I like Scream 2. Scream 2 is a good time. I don't know how they gave it like a what? A 7? I don't know what they 6. gave it. 6.3 out of nine. 10. 9. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 81%. Okay, they're closer. It has its problems. I don't give a fuck about them. I don't give a fuck about the problems. The movie's so entertaining that the problems don't matter as much to me. Like, it, I don't mind a movie having problems. All movies have their problems. But you got to make the problem worth my while. It needs to be, the movie needs to be worth my while when I'm suspending my disbelief. You better show me some shit. If I'm going to believe this fucking knife went through this fucking bathroom door, you better so show me some bullshit. And they did. And I'm not mad at it. I support. Scream 3, I also support. Don't care what no one has to say. I yes. know the scores, what was it like a 51, like 54? It's something in that. 
for IMDb and 41% for Rotten Tomatoes. 41%? That that movie was ridiculous. Exactly. Scream 2, a legend. Scream 3, I I feel you. Like, it really, it had all those rewrites. You know, they made jokes about the rewrites. It had all the things happen to it. The budget was crazy. All kinds of wild shit. Flippity flops, niggas doing all kinds of wild shit. Dance moves, you know, stab twos in it again. It's just... I got, was still they don't inter- got Kevin oh. Williamson in no more. Like, all right, the, you're tired. The, right, the writer from all the rest of it. It, it. Like, I feel like it's a pale imitation of all the rest of it. Like, it's trying way too hard and being way too on the nose. And it's just like, dog, like, relax. We get it. You, we, you're a screen movie. We know you're going to do these things. But then it's just like nonsensical shit. Like, the, <laughs> the explosion. That shit was just like, all right, yes. so like... While, my favorite part. While it was cool, yes. it was like, my nigga, like, how you timing a gas explosion to this nigga reading the, reading the script? I, I, I don't Amazing. get it. Um, it's only one killer. <laughs> it, it, okay. It, it, it logistically don't make sense for that to just be only one motherfucker. I mean, like, it just don't. It, it does not make sense at all. Then also, you have to time it that also, also this one killer is the nigga who's been orchestrating the shit from the beginning. Come on now. Instead of, instead of exposing the tropes like the rest of the movies do, this this movie just goes by the tropes. Y- yes. And here's why I also find this to be entertaining. I said this once before, although you are correct about every single thing you have mentioned, every factoid, every rewrite, this series franchise very much gives soap opera and it intensifies every chapter for me. So... Yes, one killer running all the way across America, whooping everybody's ass for over a decade, makes sense to me. Um, This motherfucker orchestrating a movie, he's done all this, worked his way through the top to make a movie, to get all y'all here, to chop y'all hoes up. This makes sense to me. I'm sitting here like, gang, gang, is this General Hospital? Like, listen... I'm, I was waiting for like a fucking dead twin to come up and technically the sibling popped it's out of passions. nowhere. So listen, are all my children and I am not upset about it. I know it doesn't make sense. Every, again, Erda736, correct. It's nonsensical and that's why I fucking like it. A seven out of 10. Seven out of 10. Fuck their ratings. I love this movie so much. I don't love Gail's bangs. I like her outfits. Parker Posey is really... I... Every all of her scenes are fucking great. Um, I do not know why City decided to move in the middle of nowhere like that was going to be safer or something. That's stupid because now you don't get killed in isolation, dumbass. Like yeah. I don't. Well, you have to remember she's in isolation and no one can find her. They didn't even get to her until she actually comes comes to the set. Like after, she was safe. She was completely safe. <laughs> right, you're I right. feel she was, but she wasn't. Because when they called her house, and at this point, in order for them, like, you know, we got to think about technology in 2000. Like, technology just started booming for real. When you do your internet searches, you may or may not get somebody's address off the one couple time searches. So for them to get her private line after she didn't decided she was Laura, and now they know it's her, she's like, well, fuck, I might as well come out the mountain and come on down to this police station. Because if you got my line, that means you must somehow got my address, right? I mean, because that's why they killed Cotton at the beginning, because they did not know where Sydney was. It's like, let me kill somebody mm-hmm. close to her to get the trial lure her out, because I have no clue where she is. None whatsoever. Cotton and the mama from, what's her name? She was from uh, from Gossip Girl. She played in something else, but I'm going to put her as the mama from Gossip 
Oh my God, not the mom for because I have not seen Gossip Girl, so you would know. Um, and now the voice you know change, I can do anybody voice. We mimic an everybody voice. That's the, you know, it's technology. I don't think that exists, but I do not care. We've introduced it at the beginning of the movie. We've decided it's here. I'm supporting of it. Also, I like trilogies. Something about a trilogy makes me happy. And at that point, for me, this is one of the only trilogy because it's not a lot of trilogies out here. Most movies, it's one or two, or they go past two and they go to space and shit and do everything else. And it wasn't until one of y'all who told me there was a sequel. The sequel came out, like, Scream 4 comes out in, like, 2011. I didn't know about it until 2019. I, did, yep. I had no idea it was a movie. I never seen a trailer. I didn't see the announcement. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I, to me, all the way to 2019, I was like, oh, Scream's a trilogy. I was wrong. <laughs> no, but it was a big deal when the fourth one came out, especially because it was so much time between three and four. Um, and then, of course, you know, people, honestly, a lot of people, as we can see from the ratings, aligned with what Ernest said about three. So four was just kind of like, ah, are we doing it again? Wes is coming out. Like, he's about to make another movie. Like, how is it going to hit? Is it going to miss? What's going to happen? I'm going to show up regardless because I just need to know how the story ends. And I'm just seeing four for the first time, like, yesterday because I was just like, how long, you know, I, do I need the series to keep going? Not really. I mean, I'm happy where it left off. I mean, I did, I'm not a huge fan of three, but, you know, whatever. It gave it an ending. But then, you know, because of y'all, I watched four. And, you know, I like four better than I like three. But I'm not going to lie. That shit, like, at the beginning of that movie, that shit feels wacky as shit. That shit feels like a fucking Looney Tunes yeah. movie at some point. Like, the music cues are crazy. Like, the, du- the double opening was cool, but also at the same time, it was like, the fuck are y'all going for right now? <laughs> like, like it, it, it's just a lot that's going on. But, I, like I said, I had fun with it. The, this is the movie I was talking about before when I said Dewey is his, like, buffoonish. Like, he is, like, mm-hmm. swear to God, he is the dumbest fucking cop I've ever seen in this movie. To the point, it's just like, damn, nigga, like, you're not catching on to shit. Like, it, like, at the, like, it's a point at the end of the movie where the killer mentions something to him. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Walks off, goes, talks to Gail. And Gail's like, wait, when was that mentioned? How did, like, how did, how did the killer know that? He's like, Shit. I mean, how did the person know that? Shit, and he runs off. You just like, nigga, you supposed to be, you supposed to be the sheriff. You supposed to be the smart nigga right now. You done this for how long? Well, I, I think five corrects it because he is a little bit more. He is a little smarter in five. Minus the, I, I think what happens in five is very uncharacteristic. But whatever, uh, like that was just wild. But yeah, four, I enjoyed it. I, I really had a good time. I'll talk more about it as you go ahead and break down this movie. Go for, go for it. I'm with you. I'm with you. And also outside of that uncharacteristic thing that happened in five, um, it was, it was, I think when you talk about corrections, I think they also noticed what was going on and made a correction in five. Um, and when it comes to title changes, but we'll go there. Um, but steep scream three, um, we have Sydney. Sydney's at a house. She's living in the hills. She's got a dog, her dog, uh, uh, her dog's name uh, is Cherokee. I'm going to just leave that at that. Uh, I paused. Um, and then, but you see on the back wall, when she comes in, you see her, um, like it's a pamphlet uh, from that show. She was in college. That little poster pamphlet is on the wall. You see her Woodsboro stuff. So you see our little baby callbacks to the previous stories. And I'm like, girl, although that these were very... Um, 
memorable things in your life for various reasons. I see you have them on the wall. So you're bringing a little bit of something from your past into your new reclusive life in the mountains. But I understand because she's had, you know, multiple people try to kill her for various reasons that have nothing to directly do with her. Like she's just minding her business and somebody trying to pull up and stab her ass. That's just terrible. So she's out here. She's Laura. She's doing domestic hotline stuff, trying to help the community. Boom. And then we find out another stab is being made in LA and and um, basically, you know, our girl Gail, she's out here doing big time TV. You know, she had that book. She's doing press uh, press releases. But, you know, she's out here doing, um, what is that, conversations at colleges. And the college students is reading her for filth in the conversations. And she's like, well, bitch, I'm out here and I'm still famous. And where you at? And she's just my, that's not what she's saying, but that's how she acts. And she's like, girl, ha ha, you still making jokes, but bitch, I'm Gail Weathers. And that's the sentence, bitch, I'm Gail Weathers. So then she um finds out. There's another murder because it's another murder. You know how this gets there. I honestly can barely remember how the, oh, wait, I do remember how this murder, uh, how this movie opened. The murder in this one was not a hypothetical situation. It wasn't a stranger death. This death was Cotton and it was Cotton uh, and his girl and Christine and Cotton get a phone call from his uh, car phone. And he's thinking that it's a sexy caller calling him because Cotton got a big time show. He wearing all white outfits. He's on, um, you know, in a truck using up all them gas points and stuff. You know, gas is real expensive in L.A. And he out here, he in the in the traffic and the woman lady caller is getting kind of close. And then she's like, well, how would your girlfriend feel about that? Cotton Cotton's like, what you mean? I got no girl. And then the person's like, what you mean? You ain't got no girl. So who the hell I'm looking at right now? Cotton's like, bitch, what you mean? Who you looking at right now? So Cotton is shitting bricks. He realized immediately because Ghostface switched that voice up on the talk boy. Press the number five and said, it's me, Cotton. I'm watching your bitch right now. I'm a gutter. And Cotton's like, oh, shit. So he's in traffic. He slams into somebody's car. The person's like, that person rammed into me. And then he gets off on the highway. Cotton is like, bitch, I got to go. So he is racing down the street in this motherfucker in this truck. He should have died like three times. He pulls up. He don't even close the door, Jesus. He hop out the truck. He just runs straight into the house and is like, Christine, I feel like even though Christine may or may not have heard him in the shower, I would have been yelling coming up the stairs because at this point, you already know the killer in the house. You done did this about two movies, Cotton. This person has framed you for murder. So you don't have nothing to lose. You can't even sit up here and try to sneak up the walls because if he's trying to kill Christine, you know there is a chance, I don't know why he didn't think about this, there's a chance that Christine is going to think that you are possibly the killer. There's always this chance. Smart. Christine, it's me, baby. I'm coming up the stairs. Just yelling all the way up the stairs. You know, they see you. Christine, it's me, girl. Instead of getting to the door and Christine, dumbass, being quiet because when he get the door open, she, you know, trying to protect herself because the killer been on the talk boy pretending to be Cotton. And then what really tells me is there's a scene, there's a line where she makes a, a comment about, I don't want to play any of your, of your stab games. And I'm like, damn, was Cotton doing this before? Like, before the killer pulled up? Yes, and I'm like, girl, you need to go to therapy, Cotton, because why are you doing that to your girlfriend? That's fucking weird. And again, pranks fucking stop. 
And communication would have been key. You could have saved both of y'all cotton. You could have came, hey, it's me. Someone with a voice changer said they were watching you. I have, first of all, he didn't call the police. You keep calling Christine. You know they always cutting the phone lines. You've been in three movies at this point, Kyle Weary. Call the police and say someone said they're at my place. They're at my girlfriend's house watching her and they're going to kill her. Please go. I am on the way there now. Please show up. Because even if, you got into a whole ordeal with the killer. Maybe the cops would have pulled up mid stab and got his ass or her ass or whoever the fuck was killing at that point. But you ain't even do that. I understand he was stressed. He was just trying to drive and get to his girl. But he called her like 10 times. She's not picking up, baby. Call the cops. And he was driving wild. And he was talking about road rage on his radio show. Road rage. <laughs> I thought that was a good time. I was entertained. Um, but poor Cotton got sliced and diced. Poor Christine sliced and diced. And those were our opening kills. So we got a double kill again. Um, so, you know, but what's happening in this trilogy is like, no, no, no. We got to we gotta tie up some loose ends. We might get the same thing. There's a whole bunch of rewrites. It's a little chaotic, but we're trying our best to progress the story on. So now we're following the killers. Excuse me, we're following all the characters of the movie Stab, um, which is basically all the people pretending it's Stab 2 that they're filming, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they, filming Stab 2. They were filming Stab 3, uh, Back to Woodsboro. Lord, Stab 3 at the same time as Scream 3. Okay. Exactly. So they're, okay, Jesus. Um, and, you know, the set was cute. It looked like Sydney's house because at one point she stumbles upon it and the, the killer's trying to whoop her ass through it. Um, we got Jenny McCartney, um, and she's sitting up here playing Candy and Candy. You know, that's this is also when we should have known who the killer was. They straight up tell us in the middle of the movie. But that one scene where she goes into the office and she's supposed to be waiting for Roman, and Roman's like, I'm stuck in traffic, but let's go over our lines on the phone. And she's like, Okay, cool. And he was like, Yep. Yeah. She was like, I'm, you know, I'm not happy about my role because, you know, I'm just playing. The girl with the boobs is supposed to be just like, you know, the sex symbol. I don't really get to say nothing. I'm just like, oh, yeah, just I'm talking all breathy and stuff. Like, that's what she's doing. Um, And she's not happy. And he's like, yeah, okay, so you're not happy about your lines. Okay, well, let's just go over them. Real dismissive and shit. So she goes over her lines and he's saying a different line. And she was like, well, wait a minute. This is where they make one of the many jokes about rewrites. Well, there's another script, goddammit. Like, who rewrote the lines this time? Like, who's got this one? And he's like, well, this isn't my version. And she's like, well, that's not the version I have. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah. And then his voice turns into what? Ghostface voice. This is the version where I fucking got you like a piss. She's like, oh, Jesus, no. So she starts running around and hiding. And she thinks the security guard outside of the building is a killer and hides in another room. And I'm like, damn, girl, you could have got free and you didn't. And now you did because you hid in a room full of ghost face costumes. You, of course you did. Of course. Of course. But of course. And then fucking boots slid down and got her ass. And I was like, well, we got this bitch up out of here. Um, Boom. The, went to, the bitch went down. Yeah. And then, you Bye. know, you, it's just a lot. Um, I like, like we said, we already talked about <clears throat> Parker Posey being in this film. We see Carrie Fisher in this film. Um, because they talk a little bit about, you know, Hollywood and how, because we find out about Sydney's mom, Maureen. She had a whole nother life before Woodsboro. I love this backstory. We love the juicy drama. And she was out here making movies. And every they talk about um, 
the dark sides of Hollywood and how people were, you know, the girls were coming in from all over the country and having different lives. And these Hollywood producers were doing that weirdo shit, you know, being abusive and all those other things and trying to make people do something strange to get roles in films. You know, those things they talk about. And then, um, Carrie Fisher talking about like, oh, you know, but not paying Carrie Fisher. They go, oh, but aren't you? And she's like, no, I'm not. She did this, that, and the third to get this role. Um, so yeah, we find out that Sydney's mom had another life and she she had more than just another life because as these people are dying and they're dying um, based off of how their characters died in, um, in the movie or how the script was written, um, we eventually find out that Roman um, is Sydney's brother because her mom or their mom lived a life in California. And of course, you know, in addition to the other lives she was living, her son Roman did not fit into the life she needed to bring back to Woodsboro, okay? Because then when she got to Woodsboro, that life was wild too. And Roman, of course, resented that. And I guess he must have been just watching the TV and all this other stuff because he just decided to kill all these people. And poor Sydney, like, she didn't even know Roman was alive. So now you sit up here mad at Sydney for some shit that your mama did. I, Therapy. Therapy. That's what everybody needs. Everyone needs therapy. Uh, This shit is really ghetto. And John Milton, who is like the main producer of whoever, head of, I guess, Sunrise, whatever, film studios, his ass, it it almost feels like, because I was watching, you know, CZ, shout out to CZ channel, but they made this reference that, and I've seen this movie several times, but didn't put that together where they talk about the wine scenes. Because the Weinsteins helped produce this, I think. So it's so funny that they put they dropped him in there. And what what can you say? It's you. It's you. The calls are literally coming from inside the house. Um, so they have him at Ravens throwing parties. These girls knew what they was getting into. No, the fuck, they was trying to get a job, and y'all wasn't hiring bitches unless they was putting out. You was hating. You was using your power to get over on bitches, and you was ruining lives. And Roman bitch ass. I know that he pulled up on his mother and was like oh oh you know she shut me out in the cold okay you need to go to therapy where are your adoptive parents because you're fucking grown someone else had to raise didn't someone else raise you like what what's going on here you're not just like you know some random child you are a grown-up you're gonna have to deal with your problems then you're gonna stalk her ass and watch her affair watch everything that's going on and convince some teenagers to commit a bunch of murders you ain't shit like you are too old for this bullshit i don't understand also this is still not sydney's fucking fault even if maureen did the shit you didn't even stop there you wanted to take shit even further because you're a jealous bitch Two things. One, when we go back to the call that's coming from within the house for this particular situation, people who always doing fucked up things and who are really fucked up individuals, like truly fucked up individuals, take pleasure in dangling that shit in people's face. So I see why they would, you know, put a little line in there like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. But, you know, we're not going to go in that soapbox today. Um, Two paired with one. I have a theory that Roman might have killed and or harmed his adoptive parents. I love that we don't have no backstory. We guys, because they're going to keep it up to thought. If people ain't thinking that far. But that's what I like to think about because if he got all this hate in his heart for his birth mom, like what if he found out, you know, assuming he did find out or if he didn't find out in the best way that his real parents were not his quote unquote real parents. Mm. This, the way this story plays out anyway, it, it's fucked up. So we, it could add another fucked up layer to this really, really dense um, saga. Yeah, I mean, 
it's, it's it's it could be a number of things that what could be saying that could cause Roman to lose his shit and want to kill it or kill his actors and actresses over in a movie set. I mean, damn nigga, like I don't know what the fuck. And I mean, like you said, therapy is the number one thing. You know, maybe have some weed and lie down. I mean, like she dead already. Like just let that shit go. Like your half sister ain't had shit to do with it. I get it. You upset because that bitch went home and had her play house and shit, but then she didn't really play house because she went home and started fucking somebody else. I mean, like, everybody everybody got trauma, Effie. Everybody got pain. Effie, we all got pain. You are lost coming in. I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. Dream girls. Well. Always. We all got pain and... It doesn't matter because we all don't have survivor skills. And Sydney got survivor skills top notch. You thought you was one step ahead of her ass because you got her to the house. You made her do the little metal detector. You you done kill all pretty much we having a little rap party because the movie's fucking dead, although Roman's still making his little movie. You done kill everyone in the scene. Everyone who is in the movie is fucking dead. The whole cast, everybody. You been blew up fake Dewey in the fucking explosion. You can even kill the security guard, bro. Like everyone's dead. It's just Sydney, Dewey, and real Gale left. And they go through the they tie Gale and fucking Dewey up. She'd have came in, shot this motherfucker, didn't shoot him in the head, didn't stomp his ass again. Big mistake with her purse walking through. And he rolls away. She runs. Gets to the secret passageway, secret bookshelves. I love a secret bookshelf. And now that's where he was like, bitch, it was me. It was I, Theo. Sorry. Um, and, <laughs> and she, he literally tells everybody this. And you thinking that she's stupid because she, he doesn't makes the same mistake. He shoots her. She wearing a vest too. She stole a vest on her way out of the police station. That's what she did. Cause Kincaid even pull up and gets his ass beat almost immediately, which like, he's also useless. Like girl. I mean, but what does that say of our ongoing conversation about fits? I just, ain't shit. what are you getting paid for? Yes. I sang it. Yeah. Well, I, we're here. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, cops ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. I know <laughs> y'all tired of me singing. That's fine. <laughs> well, everyone's dead not everyone's dead Roman ass is dead she she shoots him she whoops his ass and now again we just have Sydney Kincaid is not dead we got Dewey who proposes to Gail and of course she says yes and they're watching movies and they're in her secluded house or whatever watching movies and touching shit. her butts. door open touching butts her door open and she just leaves it open girl still shut the fucking door like the, you're <laughs> huh the and that's why we got movie four. Yeah, well, and that's why we get movie four because he was feeling too free. So, and mm-hmm. um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, Ernest, because I'm gonna just rant about how we get the movie four. You know, I love talking. So, there, you know, as we all know, in most screen movies, there are at least two killers. There's like there's a rumor that for the third movie that there was a second killer, but it got cut for time. And then some of this stuff is still in the movie. So you can still like kind of figure out who the second killer was supposed to be. Supposedly it was supposed to be the uh, the actress that plays Sydney in in the Stab 3 movie. Which, yeah, which, I peeped that. Which kind of like, if you, like it's even that one scene where Sydney kind of walks in on her in the bathroom and she like drops the ghost face mask. If you notice, she also got the boots on at the time too. So it's just like, mm-hmm. like bitch, what you up to? She was supposed to be uh, Roman's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a lot. And it was, I'm like looking through like the production materials for it. It was like, they have like this thing for the DVD and it's like a special, special edition stuff. And they're like, rest in peace to all our uh, 
fallen cast members and they have all the people who died in that movie and her picture is mysteriously not in there. <laughs> she survived. She's going to come back, y'all. She's going to come back. Uh, if she, oh, oh, if she's going to come back in movie six, I saw somebody make a joke about that. Like, because, you know, a movie six, they're as of right now. Um, Miss Campbell, they they not they not running them pockets. She's not coming back. So somebody had made a joke like, oh, she's going to replace her. And I'm like, I'm in hell, please. No. But also, it's just like, at this point, unless you're going to start clean and it'd be one of those rem- or one of those sequels that have no one. You know how you, you know, all the franchises do it. We don't have any original returning people. We either purposely killed them off. I'm looking at you, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Or, um, you know, we just have some new name people. That's what's going on. So. I mean, they already, supposedly from what I've been seeing for six, they already bring some people back from uh, from other movies who are not the original trio. Why? They're like, why not? I'm yelling. They're like, why not? I mean, oh God, just, I can't wait till we talk about the fifth movie. That should have just been called Screen 5 instead of what I'm going to tell y'all later what I've decided to call it. Um... But we have Scream 4, 2011 film. For some reason, when you look on some internet websites, it says 2013. And I was very confused by that. Um, But it's definitely 2011, um, right around the rapture. So here we are. If you're trying to get into Scream 4, um, (laughs) if you're trying to get into Scream 4, like we talked about, it's on Tubi for free. If you don't have a Paramount Plus account right now, the latest Scream is available on Paramount Plus. At one point, all the movies were on Paramount Plus. but that's come and gone because um, they was really trying to boost it up so all y'all can see it at the same time. Um, but the newest ones is on there. So this movie is really in line with the rest of them at almost two hours long, an hour and 51 minutes. Um, the rating is around the six zone. And I think this movie is at least a seven, um, 7.5, but it's a Me 6.2 too. out of 10. Okay. On IMDb and a 61% on Rotten Tomato. Longest, um, and I think this- In my mind, yes. as long as it's higher than three, that's all that counts. Okay. It is definitely <laughs> it's higher than three. And what I like about now that we've moved out of a trilogy, at this point, the rules is the, we got new rules coming, baby. You, I, you know you're about to get some new shit thrown at you. And like Ernest said, we have two different like movie within a movie, like dream sequence situations, like a dream within a dream, um, kill situations because someone's dying in what was it? Stab six, stab seven. Yeah, stab six. It was. It was Stab 6, the, the original first intro of Stab 6, mm-hmm. and then it pans out to characters watching Stab 6, and you're like, oh, okay, this is the real intro. And then, no, Anna, Anna Paquin gets stabbed by um, Kirsten, Kirsten, the one that did Veronica What's her Mars. Name? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. You get stabbed by her, and it's like, I wish you would stop talking during the movie, and then it's like Stab 7. You're like, that's what the fuck is going on? And then you pull back, they'll have other characters talking about that movie, and then that's the real opening. And it was just like, I don't know how far we're yep. going to go out of this. This, this is this is making my new Inception. Forever. Still haven't seen that movie. But one of the girls that date, um, what's the girl? One of the girls that was died in the first joint, the first dream sequence, she was in Degrassi. Oh, that's good for her. Yeah. Also, you know I love finding Degrassi characters. There was she know Drake. Great scene. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah. Here, not again. Not again. Damn it, Ernest. Ah! <laughs> She might know Drake. She you came at the end, right? Left. Okay, he was the basketball coach. She was when she started. She was the basketball coach. He was the basketball coach. Okay, that's all I gotta say. Um, well, either way, they were on the phone with uh, like they, you know what the caller does the thing where they call. He was like, "It's for you, bitch. You got this 
this motherfucker sucker over here? You gonna pass the phone over when you got the soccer killer? You are a terrible friend. Oh yeah, I was that was that was foul. I'm gonna let you know that one thing that I'm really excited that happened in movie five that has not happened before except for the scream the uh scary movie franchise is everyone thinking, why the fuck won't somebody hang up the phone? And it's scream five. I'm crying because he was like, I just I'm hanging up. He's like, no, don't hang up the phone. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, shit was, that shit was so funny. And then what happens directly after that is also funny. Yeah. And I'm cracking it because I'm like, I've been waiting all my life for somebody to be like, no, don't hang up the phone, bitch. Or some fucking Chucky shit. You know, Charles will yell at your ass on that telephone because you got him fucked up. I'm so happy it happened. I wish it happened in this one, but it did not. But we got a couple other good things. You know, we got all the young people. And they study in the movie and they have a stabathons in the barns because, you know, you got McCully Colton brother here in the movie. You know, he got a role. You know, he got Rory. He out here. Um, you got, what's my girl? <clears throat> me, me, me. We got Hayden Penitier. She playing Kirby. I keep hearing they trying to bring Kirby back. And I'm like, girl. Hayden Penitier is fine right. ass. Yes, they have her in this movie. I love Kirby. Kirby's probably one of my favorite characters in this movie. I love Kirby. Kirby's great. And yes, Kirby does survive this movie. Um, there's a there's a few cameos of her in in five. Uh, it's like some YouTube comments and stuff like that. You see if you look, you pause and look on the side screen or whatever when um, Richie is watching YouTube. But yeah, she's 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 alive. She good in the dead meat stream. That's not dead meat. Yeah, yeah. It's in the dead meat stream. If you look at some of the thumbnails on the side, one of them is like interview with uh Woodsboro survivor Kirby. What's we call it? And then they have her voice in the scene at the party because someone's watching something in the background. You can hear mm-hmm. on the TV. But yeah, they also have her back for six. So yes, Kirby does survive. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. I know. A lot of people were stressed, but Kirby survives because how she you gets, know how how it gets set up is you know she gets stabbed twice in the stomach, but then they just leave. He just leave, like the killer just leaves. He doesn't, you know, confirm it. And we didn't see her die on camera. Yeah. Yep. And and the funny thing is is that it's the same thing that literally happens to Sydney at the same, and like 10 minutes later, stabbed twice in the stomach and then... (laughs) But yeah, let's talk about the movie, guys. Screen four. Let's do it, because I'm excited. We ain't here. It's Inception. Uh, We got the dumb blonde, but she's not a dumb blonde because her GPA has a bitch. That bitch is here, but it doesn't save her life because her dumb ass died anyway because she... Well, she's not dumb. She was trying to get out and she couldn't... There is no little cat thing. She just gets crushed and gets stabbed and shit. But we in the neighborhood. The students is dying again. People dying. We got that girl. What is her name from American Horror Story? Emma Roberts. Yeah, that girl. Julia Roberts' niece. And And Eric Roberts' daughter. Surprise, bitch. Yeah, okay. I forget about him. Who's Eric Roberts? No, I'll let, we'll talk about that later. Either way, uh, she's here with her friends, and she's friends, of course, with Kirby non-driving ass, who be speeding and running uh, fucking stop signs and shit, wilding out. And they in school, they figure out that people is dying. We here again. And Sydney is in town because she done wrote a book out of darkness. She in the bookstore. And then the murder shit is in her trunk because the calls is coming from inside the trunk. Now she a suspect. Everybody a motherfucking suspect. We in this bitch. We trying to figure out who is the killer now. And now we have everybody kind of in the same house. Don't the killer pull up on um, Jill and fucking Sydney? Well, he pulls up on, um, first, he pulls up on her friend next door, who basically calls um, Sydney like the angel of death because everybody comes around her dies. And he you know, murders her brutally. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie because of how it's set up. He was like, you know, I'm in your closet. 
he's talking to Kirby and Kirby's like, you're not in my closet. And he's like, I'm in, your clo- I'm in the closet. And she opens the door. He's like, she's like, bullshit, I knew you were in the closet. I didn't say yours. And then you just see him, like, because they could see their friend's house and they could see in the window and he is fucking her up. Like, my God, he is stabbing the shit out of her. Like, by the time they get over there, it's like blood all over the room, her guts all hanging out and shit. And then that's when the nigga comes out and that's when he runs up on Jill and Sydney at the same time. And they just, like, kind of have a bro. It was funny because he runs up on uh, Jill, sli- like, slices at her. She gets, like, sliced on the arm. But then he starts fighting Sydney and Sydney, like, I'm tired of this shit and just start beating that nigga ass. And it's so, like, she literally beating that nigga ass, throwing him down the steps and shit. And he like, God damn. And then then the cops finally show up. And then, yeah, then, oh, he he went out back and they never find his ass. But it's, it's funny you get to the fourth movie. It's been maybe, like, what, 15 years all in total at that time. And it's just like, you know, this dumb shit keep happening. Why the fuck is this going on? Where 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 is Dewey? Dewey's the sheriff in town. He's just not just not succeeding at all with this shit. He got the the new deputies. He got the Anthony Anderson of all all people, and uh, at, mm. at Adam Brody, and then um, mm-hmm. and then you have the blonde chick, um, Jill. She she's in there. All right. So the first scene that Jill shows up and she ha- she meets Sydney. I had the immediate thought that everyone in Woodsboro is a fucking creep. Every last one of them. Because mm-hmm. they have her show up in uh, Jill's house and she's like walking up the stairs and Sydney's coming out of her room and she turns around and she's just there in the fucking darkness of the corner. She never leaves the darkness of the corner so you only can see like her shoulders and down. You know her head's there but she's just talking in the darkness like, hey, don't you remember me? Uh, no, bitch, I don't remember you. We were in the, we was in Peter Pan together. It was like, uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm sorry, I don't know you. And she finally steps off the shadows and shit. You're like, bitch, why are you hiding in the shadows? What is up with all these creepy motherfuckers in this town? What is it? Judy. Oh, Judy, Judy Hicks. Judy Hicks. There you go. Because I could not remember. I just, I, I just remember because she is also well. Someone kept calling her um, deputy. Uh, they kept, they kept slurring the way they say deputy, but it was so funny. But it was like deputy Judy. I was like, all right, weirdo, stop being weird. This town is fucking weird. Everyone, everyone, they need to burn this town down, assault the earth, and just get the fuck away from it. Because it's just, it's just weird. Pretty much. Woodsboro's creepy. And then also at this scene, so this also happens at the scene, and it was just like the weirdest comment made by someone in the crowd. It was like, you just hear, you're just like your mother. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> what does Sydney deserve for that shit? Like, she's nothing like her mother. It ain't like she fucking a married man or doing some other shit. She just came home for a book signing tour. That's it. I, them people do it the most. I'm with you. Um, I So here's the thing. I definitely felt like Judy, Judy was a red herring, a very successful one, because they really made you feel like Judy might have been the killer. I don't know about y'all, but when I first saw this, they made me feel, I felt like the way Judy was like sleuthing around and being like all weird in the shadows and weird. And also Jill was being weird too. Emma Roberts' character was also being weird and sleuthy. And then she started like, and her weirdness was something slight, but if you get to the, when we get to the end of the movie... And there's the part where she's trying to find her phone and that whole, I'm going upstairs to get my phone. And then she goes upstairs and then her boyfriend, her on-again, off-again boyfriend goes upstairs. And then when she comes downstairs and says to Kirby, well, I was just upstairs. And Kirby was like, so you didn't see your boyfriend upstairs? Who's up? Like, you know, it's just, it's everybody being weird. The lies are not mathing. 
Yeah, the jail thing is is very funny because it's like they give her the least amount of doing the movie, so it's like she's always at home and just hiding out and shit. And then it's just like, yeah, but you acting big weird right now, like big big weird. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I mean, maybe it's just because she's played by Emma Roberts, and every time I see Emma Roberts, I'm like, you're kind of weirdo in everything you play. But it's just like I said, she's weird. Judy's weird, but like for me, I didn't. I felt like, oh, this is a red herring. I don't feel like she's up to anything because if anything, she probably would have killed Gail first. <laughs> she probably would have went for that bitch asexually. Now, another creepy person who's in this movie is fucking uh, Rory Calkin playing Charlie. Charlie's character is just weird and it's just like, you guys are just, just like I said, the whole town is just weird, but these people are like literally sh- like spotlights of weird pockets of weird mm-hmm. in, the, in the weird dimension that's, that's what's really going on in this town they live in strangerville oh. they're the people from strangerville and the sims and I, I felt bad for like um characters like uh allison brie who plays the uh the publicist that girl ain't do mm-hmm. nothing to nobody she you was using sydney yeah she was using sydney to get some checks it was like whatever but, that, but you that's about her, to get this book signed that's her job she's her publicist she's supposed to do that <laughs> that's literally her job her job is to make sure she's visible and getting this and getting this money. I mean, you're right, but you know. And then mm, she said the quiet part out loud, and Sydney's yeah. like, mm, "All right, bitch, bye." I think that all, that murder right there was also supposed to throw us off, thinking maybe you think Sydney did it because immediately after she fired, after Sydney fires her, she mysteriously ends up dead. <laughs> I'm weak, so Sydney got time to run downstairs through the um, emergency exit door to whip her ass in the parking lot. I'm crying. I mean, she ain't got nothing but time. This is true. And did she ain't got no job? And throw her ass. Tommy ain't got no job. <laughs> R.I.P. Tommy. Um, they threw the, her ass out the. She did. They're having a press conference. Like we're doing all that we can. We got the situation control. Then a body fly down through the car. Bitch, y'all ain't got shit under control. Everybody screaming and running this shit. The killer clearly is still on the fucking loose, and you just caught a new body. You got to link up with Gail because Gail is like, bitch, I wrote the book on this. You need to get with me because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Also, you don't know how to put two and two together, Dewey. I'm sorry. But I, Girl. I, I honestly feel like that's just, just like for them. They're just trying to write him as an idiot so badly in this one. Like, he's he's not the smartest person, but he wasn't as bad as this in the other movies. Like, this shit is like like ridiculously level of him being like stupid like my god i swear to god that shit just had me fucking like he watching the movie like like he's not doing anything right just all just buffoonery all the way around i fucking hate dewey in this movie but i still like the movie (laughs) it felt forced to me honestly truly i was just like okay it was really sad to see his, not sad, but like, you know, going into sad to see his character go this way. I was like, this is not how I, is this an evolution once you become a police? Like, what happens? Do you just like mind, MIB mind erase yourself and you don't really make the best choices? Like, what's going on? Um, also, um, not to rag on the police all the time, like I always do, nope. but I mean, but really. Keep going. No, but really, let's keep going. Um, I'm going to go off and pivot for a second. Stab is a Robert Rodriguez film. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was stop with me, bitch. So, and also, fun fact, he actually did direct the the stab stuff in Scream Two. All right, here we go. And Kirby and Jill were watching Shaun of the Dead. We still ain't forget they said nigga in that movie, but also Shaun of the Dead. The North remembers. I'm the North. We all remember. Um, but that was fun because I did not realize, you know, I usually do my moves, but I did not. And it was like stab Robert Rodriguez film, and I was like, ooh. Also, the Stabathon looked fun until people started dying. But the Stabathon, Stabathon looked fun. It was great until 
Gail got stabbed. Nah, I know it smelled crazy in there. Oh, it definitely did. It was in a barn, baby. It was smelling like dookie, breath, alcohol, and sweat. Onions, bologna, water. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Onions, water, water, bologna. Well, either way, they get through this. They having all these little watching thons, movie thons. All this shit happens, and we get to the point where... Um, the, the blah, blah, blah. we get to the point where people are showing up at the house and they're like, "Oh, Jill, you text me to come here," and Jill's like, "I don't even know my phone now. What are you talking about? What?" So we got Jill Kirby, uh, that little movie geek dude Charlie, I guess that's his name. He, he was trying to pull up on Kirby. Kirby trying to pull up on him. He betrayed her. He ain't shit. He gets what he deserves. The boyfriend who is up here, uh, Trevor, and sitting. Yes, I, I forgot the other dude, think- the other dude's name, the one that's with uh, Charlie. That you know they're doing their little film school shit together. Yeah, he dies anyway. He does he? Die? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like he he gets gutted. Yeah, I feel like he opened the door or some shit and get murdered. Um, yeah, <laughs> but- pretty much. He's outside and that happens. Like he's trying to mm-hmm. go inside and for and like my camera's turned around. He's checking his live stream. Turns the camera around and you see Ghostface right there. And Ghostface literally like leaps and guts him like a goddamn uh like he and devil may cry it's like god damn Woo. well his ass is dead okay he dead um and you left with the last bit of characters which is pretty much jill sydney gail uh kirby gets murdered by fucking charlie after she plays the og game and names all these fucking movies because she like bitch i know what the fuck i'm talking about and she's like the movie person who knows everything and she loses uh unfortunately and she saves him like i saved you and no he is a piece of shit you just noticed me bitch you just she fuck <sighs> after all these years you just now noticing me now it's too late and he stabs her a second time Bruh, all right. You could have had a bad bitch, and instead you stabbed her. You're an idiot. Uh, either way, we get to the point where he a killer, and Jill is a killer. But Jill wants to be a star. She's like, it's the motherfucking internet era, nigga. All I gotta do is have bad shit happen to me, and I am destined to make bad shit happen, bitch. I don't see any bad news. I'm about to make some hoe. I she just going through it, just kill it, like it's like getting all this shit together. She thrive off negativity, they bitch. She clout. about to get through. Every, listen, she about to blow Woodsboro up, gang, gang. That's what she do. She goes through Funito and she has everybody, everybody gets stabbed up. And she, the, the scene where, you know, how a lot of people, when you watch like true crime or stuff where people like stab themselves and they try to play it off. No, she stabs herself, run into the mirror, throw herself through the motherfucking table. This bitch like rips her hair out with the dude hand. Like she was not playing. She made it seem like, no, like a, like a blood vessel on her eye got popped and everything. Cause her eye all red when she look at this shit and she talking about, yep, we're going to write a book together. All is she in the hospital? And they're like, oh, Cindy about to pull through mama. She's like, oh. <laughs> her face when that shit happened was so good. That shit, I, I have a specific, I was like, Jill's face when she heard Cindy's still alive. Like, she was like, bitch. <laughs> she couldn't believe that shit. She was so fucking astounded. Just, just, oh man. I mean, I think this movie just holds together so well. And like, when Jill like realizes that and basically drops the bomb on Dewey, like says that dumb shit to Dewey and Dewey doesn't even catches it. Again, Dewey's just too stupid to fucking live. And he goes to talk to Gail and Gail's like, how does she know that? And then he's like, oh, fuck. And he got to chase her. Like, this idiot 
is running to save Sydney and is screaming Sydney's name, which gives Jill enough time to hide in the motherfucking closet, and he gets exactly what he deserves. She beats that nigga down with a fucking bedpan. <laughs> beats him half to death with a bedpan. I swear that shit was like, wow. You are literally, no pun intended, the shittiest cop here. Entertainment. Piss poor. Man, that, that, pun, yep. that pun was intended. <laughs> Doodoots. We're here. We're definitely right. here. Listen, and all this, all the chaos ensues. Another fucking showdown. Here we are in one hospital room. Dewey down for the count. Sydney and Jill are squaring the fuck up across this room. And Gail come in to the rescue to help her ass. But at this point, you know, Jill is still thinking she about to come out on top. Like, you got any last words, bitch? And she say, yeah. Clear, boom, shock that bitch, (laughs) which was great. Clear that bitch. She's like, she's like, can I say one last thing? She's like, what? Please. She's like, no. Clear, clear. Sydney's behind her. Had turned on the paddles and pushed that shit to her temples. That shit was so cold. I was like, that that's that's how you clear, bitch. (laughs) That is exactly how. Cha cha kadoom. Love that. Yes, finito. I also would like to point yes. out that this movie that the killers were very much angrier than in any of the movies. If you notice how they're mm-hmm. killing people, they're just like really super brutal, and it makes sense. They're a new generation trying to outdo the last one and trying to make sure these kills are really, really like top notch, top notch. That's how I was like, oh, okay, this is very meta of them. <laughs> yes, until we get to oh. Scream, Scream Five, and me going, oh shit. For most of the movie. Yeah. Because the camera's not cutting away in these kills at nah, all. That that first joint, the, the opening was like, my God, my dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, shit. My nigga, I saw Bone. I said, and he stomped her. I don't know who it was, but they stomped her motherfucking leg. That bone popped out. I said, oh, my God. Oh, please. That one, it was, it was, it was her. Hmm. <laughs> Because um, me and you, Jazz, me and you have already talked about it. I am very upset by one of the deaths in here, and I still find it fucking unplausible. But we're, we're here. We're going to continue rolling through it. We're moving on. Um, so, yeah, Scream 4. It's on the internet. Another decade goes by. We're in the panty. You know, the movie's supposed to come out exactly like 10 years later, I guess. My guy, I don't know. But it got shelved because we was in the house, and... You know, we still kind of in the house. You know, some of us forced to go outside because the way capitalism be gotten us, you know, wrapped around his dick is crazy. Um, but we here now. Scream. Um, not Scream 5. Just Scream. They ain't even make the S into a 5. But I would like to call it because I already said spoiler alert and big spoiler alert because this is a new movie, y'all. It just came out. So if you do not want to see this, this is your time to press pause. This movie to me is called Scream the Descendants of Billy Loomis. <laughs> Wait a minute. You All right. You but, can't put that in the title. God damn it. Yes, you can. Why not? <laughs> Say who? Once the movie ends, this is the new title card. Scream, The Descendants of Billy Loomis. But I was like, because I figured out what was going on. Because in my mind, I was like, all right, everybody's dead. For the most part, everybody's dead. Or they like, girl, I'm trying to go on and live my life again. Well, this movie. How can we shake this shit up? Well, we're not do. We're trying to outdo what's going on. So as we get past this opening scene, and my girl is literally going through the things, and the killer is like, "Yeah, girl, you're giving us our remix to our favorite open. You got a girl who's o- who's talking to a stranger on the phone. 
who's going through this quiz McKiz shit. And next thing you know, he threatens or they threaten to kill her. And then they pull up and they really try to kill her. And I'm like, holy shit. This back and forth situation, how tense it was with um the computer going on and going off. Well, not the computer when she's trying to lock and unlock. Um, What is that? Lock and unlock the front door with that app. I was sick. I was sick. Um, We get into that situation where, you know, the killer's back on the phone after she thinks she got rid of the killer. And they're like, next question. Do you think I got in the house um, before or after the thing locked? And I'm like, oh, it's sad. So, yeah, I mean, I just want to say that I'm actually shocked that this movie has probably the most amount of survivors than any of the screen movies. Usually it's, you know, Sid, Gail, Dewey, and then one extra person. This movie actually has six people surviving. I won't say we're six, but six people actually do survive this whole movie. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the usual suspects, which sets it up for six going in where people, you know, we said Sydney not going to be involved. So it's like, okay, we're removing some peak players off the chessboard so we can start with some new players and it could be for maybe a new generation, I guess, you know, some new shouties. Not Gail. Okay. Well, maybe just Gail because Dewey is. You know, we'll go through the movie. We've already said spoiler alert. Dewey doesn't make it, baby. No, and like we talk, keep talking about, it's so uncharacteristic what happens for him. Like at this point, we find out, you know, our main character, Sam, Sam Carpenter, which already feels like it's like not a John Carpenter. It gets confirmed for me later, yes. And at first, you know, the character that we immediately get introduced to, Wes. And I'm like, oh, so they named the character after Wes Craven. Okay, cool. Like, I know this was the old monster Wes Craven. It's the first movie that exists after his passing. So I get it. Um, and of course, nobody wants to make a movie about someone, you know, after, that someone who normally would direct or lead the way is no longer there. And you don't want to, you know, just have something that fucking flops because that's embarrassing. Um, but we have Sam and we find out that Sam is um, the daughter of Billy Loomis. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. Because in my mind, right, bum, bum, bum. this is the ultimate plot twist for me. Now, when we find out how she finds out that she's Billy Loomis's daughter, essentially the daughter of a serial killer, which is how she refers to herself, she reads her mama diary. And she finds out that her father left be, well, she knows her father left. She reveals this shit to her sister, Laura. What's her sister's name? Was Laura? Tara. And Tara's the girl that plays uh, the other girl in X. And if you haven't seen X, we left our thoughts on X for y'all. Y'all need to go mm-hmm. ahead and check that out. Yes. Jenna um, Ortega. Yes. And so Sam finds her mama's diary. And she's like, you know, I knew I should have out of my business. But some told me, go ahead and be curious. And you know, when you get the looking, you're going to find something. And when she was looking, she found out that uh, not only is her daddy not really her, her birth daddy, but her birth daddy is Billy Loomis. And we all know because these people were, were back in Woodsboro. And uh, Billy Loomis, of course, is like a, a, a very famous serial killer. He's killed everybody in their goddamn town. And, you know, a part of a large catalyst of why some crazy shit keeps happening to Sidney Prescott and all kinds of other stuff. And now that she found out that not only is she the daughter of Billy Loomis, what she knew. And then she's telling everybody, and now everybody looking at her sideways like, damn, Billy Loomis, your daddy. Also, damn, so what we already knew that Billy Loomis stepped out on Sydney has been definitely confirmed. 
Or not only was his sweaty ass fucking on other people, but he had a nerve to be ruining her life too. Then she got to see him, see the girl later. And she's like, I'm sorry if that makes it weird for you. And Sydney's just like, no, little girl. Like, I got kids. I'm okay. I was like, this is a mess. Girl, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grown as fuck right now. Like, this shit don't matter to me. Like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I killed that. Also, this is awkward for you. You were a baby. Like, you weren't even born. Like, girl, I, this is not on you. Just embarrassing girl. herself and everybody around her. It's terrible. But here's what I, Okay, here's the kind of story that I would have loved to see play out. I love that they're giving us, all right, so we're bringing everybody back. And our new group of people are all people who are related to the remaining people from the Woodsboro murders, like as the saga continues. I'm like, okay, great. Wonderful group of folks to choose from. Let's tie up all these ends. We got the sheriff, uh, the, the, the cop who's moved up to sheriff. She's taking Dewey's job because Dewey, they pushed him out the force. They said, you tired, girl. You probably, some of the mistakes you was making a screen for, they was sick of your shit. And now they made you retire early. It's time, pop, pop, pack it up. Um, And then we got, you know, who else we got over here? I got the people on the paper. We got, <clears throat> we've got uh, the Meeks. Okay, because my girl, Martha, Martha has kids. And uh, I'm crying, okay? And how <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And Martha pulls up. I'm like, so this is how we're bringing Randy back. Um, the black people are directly related to Randy, and they are going to be the ones that lead the way and tell everybody what they should and should not be doing. But also for a second, I thought the girl, what's her name? Um, I wrote on there, Mindy. I thought that Mindy for a minute was the killer. I would have loved to see Mindy as maybe on the killer team. Like if there was a squad of killers, like that would have been a fun twist for me. I don't know. But what I would have seen, would love to see in the end is that um, instead of the ending that we got, not upset, but I was like, maybe an alternative ending of, you know, um, somebody, maybe one of the people who were revealed to be the killers are related to Stu. And now, Stu's kinfolk is mad because they've been seeing all these videotapes of how their family member has been portrayed regarding their role in the story. They don't like that, you know, things got carried away. Maybe we exposed the secret love affair. They don't know. But now they coming back to stab everybody up because they felt like Stu didn't get enough screen time. Also, as an additional note, I felt like Stu didn't get no, enough screen time I don't care that Stu got the TV pushed on them. I wanted to see Stu come back and be the secret third murderer with a fucked up face and just be like, I'm back, bitches, with the spit. And I'm like, that's what I wanted to see. That would curtains, Scream 5. So many, it would have had so many references to 80s horror where someone is horribly disfigured by some kind of event and comes back and beats somebody's ass. I would have taken it because I've suspended my disbelief at this point. At so many points, I do not care. I'm here. I'm locked in. I'm committed. So the craziest thing is like you point out everyone's connections to everyone. After watching the movie, it becomes super obvious that there's only two people that's not connected to everyone. And those two people are the killers. Like, it's just like, bam. Wow. You, you're the two people who are just here. And it's pointed out early, too. Like, I, so I evaded spoilers for this movie like the plague because you knew people could not wait to spoil this shit on the Internet. I don't know how. I went this long without being spoiled, but here we are. 
I think I might have almost saw some shit about Dewey. Almost. But I managed to not see it. Um, I think, what is it? I think that um, with the two people, the one of the people, I was really thinking for a while that because we were in Stu's old house, that's the last like final setting, I figured that one of these people would be related to them versus us getting a story that uh, someone had moved in to the old house. And now this other person hooked up with this person on the internet. And now they trying to like up the story. So it's like the fans get the ending that they want um, to make this already meta story, meta life horror story, even more meta. Like, well, we get to control the narrative. And it's like, bitch, this is someone's life. <laughs> like, what do you mean you can control the narrative? I, but I really, especially because um, we already said, spoiler alert, in this situation, one, I I figured they would try to give us some like set the, the killer look to set the killer up in a situation where it would be we expect it but we wouldn't expect it like at first you would always expect it to be the boyfriend it's always going to be somebody's partner right and then they gave us that but then they took it away in movie two like it's not the partner this time it's somebody else just to bring it back and be like no psycho boo boo bitch it's the partner again that's who did it this time so I like that that was thrown back in our face. But I really just wanted somebody to be related to Stu real bad. I just want to see Matthew Lillard um, back on the screen. That's actually what you're hearing me say 10,000 times. Okay, I'll take that. Also, in this new movie, uh, Dewey is no longer the sheriff. Judy Hicks is now the sheriff. Uh, Dewey is divorced. He in the trailer, you know, looking real depressed, drinking a lot, drinking whiskey for breakfast. I saw him. I was like, ooh, this is not looking good for you, Sheriff. Well, ex-Sheriff Dewey. Um, she still got her lemon squares and now she's acquired a son that we did not have mentioned in the movie prior. Yeah, I mean, we don't know much about her personal life other than the fact that she went to school with Sydney. I mean, she could have had a small child and I don't I mean, because what is this movie? Another ten years or is it fifteen years? It's because they're in high the, the kids are in high, the kids are in high school, so he could have been like two, three. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's been 10 years, but for them, it, we can say it's been about 10, 15. It's been a while. Enough yeah. for Sydney to go. Because it's, mm, it's go been ahead. long. I was like, yeah, it's been long enough for yeah. everyone to get families and get divorced and be, be gone. Yeah, sometimes it's definitely. Because like. Because old man Dewey is old man Dewey and it's very heartbreaking. Like that shit hurts my heart to the fullest to see him so sad and dusty looking mm. but it's it's like yeah but like you said where does west come from like is does does she have a secret okay child listen because that's what i was always thinking she was she was definitely pushing up on my man in the fourth movie with them lemon squares like hey baby i got them lemon squares he's like oh you know i can't i can't have those he's like hey eating them lemon squares ain't cheating on your wife but it's cheating on my dad i mean at this point though i even if they try i would love for that to be the story. But now at this point, because Dewey died that dumbass death, but I will say the Hicks family death was kind of sad for me. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Just seeing like, officer, oh, Sheriff Judy Hicks go out like mm-hmm. that like in broad daylight in front of her house. Like, God damn. Like, she's like, oh my God, try to run in the house. And yo, I don't know which one of them killed her, but they both was just like real cruddy because then they turned around and went right in the house and killed him too. It was like, damn, the whole just just wiped out the whole family. Yep. 
And it made it say it was super sad because they made it seem like such needless violence. Exactly. They made it seem like he he was going to go outside and make it outside and eventually see his mom, which would have been heartbreaking within itself. And then they really, they really dug into it. Like he was setting the table, laying out all the ramen pieces, all the everything. And I was like, like I was getting a little emotional. I was like, damn. You can't hear your mom getting fucked up outside, bro. Like, I know it kind of happened while you were in the shower, but I'd be in the shower sometimes. I've heard someone screaming in my apartment complex while in the shower. You don't hear that? I don't know. He ain't here for the movies. I mean, I feel like he heard something where he was like looking around and was suspicious, but never found anything. And then when he opened the door, nothing happened. Then he turned around, shut the door, stab in the neck. I feel like the neck set, it looked decent, but I feel like part of it was CGI. I don't know. Cause it felt like it came, the knife came out of the neck. It looked a little, but you know, it didn't look bad. I was not like, Ooh, look at that. I was like, all right, that's fine. I'll take it. Mm. He's dead. He's not, he's not living. He he got cut in the neck meats. Um, <sighs> He did. His mama did. He, we just met him 10 minutes ago. He is no longer. Y'all introduced him for him to be a fucking meat sack. And honestly, yeah, I had him on um, my. There, if you go ahead, Ernest. No, you 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 were going ahead. No, I'm okay. Sorry. I was about to say I had him on my uh my sus- potential suspect list. To be honest, honestly, I didn't have Wes on there. Hmm. Um, the thing I noticed about the two killers was that if you notice that one of them is very stab happy and one of them is not, <laughs> one of them just is, he stabs once and just like, yep, you're dead. I'm gonna watch you die. And then the other one's just like, I'm going ham and just poking holes in everyone. And it kind of goes with like, once you find out who the killers are, is that she crazy, yo. I don't know what the fuck is going on with her. She is fucking insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, especially, assume. Okay, I'm gonna assume that it was the femme presenting person who took out, um, what's my dog's name? Yeah. Because she said yeah. that it was an honor. Yeah. And at first, that's what made me... Yeah, okay. Because yeah, at first, it, I know it was supposed to be like, ooh, a red herring. Because it made me feel like it was... Um, what's her name? Mindy. Because Mindy was very, like, very obsessed with the movies. Very obsessed with everything. So when it was like, it was an honor, I was like, okay. It can't be Randy's kinfolk. Because I know they're not going out like this. Like, that's not what's going on. But... um. But then I knew it had to be somebody else, especially when you see like the boyfriend and he's into like studying the horror movies to get ready. Tell me all of a sudden the movies on Netflix. I was like, you need to get out my face. Now, the part that's hilarious if you're paying attention is that like he's watching the movies as the movie goes along, but he keeps dropping knowledge of the tropes. You don't get all the tropes from just watching a movie or a series of movies. You get that from knowing shit. So he started dropping like super or like, nah, this this nigga up to something. This nigga up to something. He, I, I see you, little nigga. I see you. But like I said, it would have made more sense if he was the one that killed Dewey compared to her. Because like I said, even if you just discount the fact that they have a stunt double playing as the as Ghostface at that point, it's like their body heights don't match up. But still, like the director said, if if you pay attention to body heights, the movie's not working for you anyway. But it's just like, dog, she, she's like what maybe 120 pounds i don't see her killing that guard well she killed the guard probably more likely from behind but killing dewey stabbing him in the front and back and then lifting him up that was the part that blew me it was like she lifts this nigga up and like slices him i was just like nah i don't see her doing that like if he, she was just like stabbed him a couple times sure but the lifting him up was the part that just threw me off and i was just like 
yeah, I call bullshit on this. Like, I know he's going to die, but, like, that, that part right there just, like, screamed, like, it was the nigga and not her. But the nigga obviously was in the elevator going downstairs. Well, you know, in her mind, uh, she does not care because she could do anything through Christ. And yep. she stabbed him up, and she also let Gail know later on, like, he died like a pussy, girl. You got the wrong one. She's not the one ordered to, because that's how your ass get flamed the fuck up, literally. Yeah, that's why y'all and, and I don't even know that how the hell she was like. She gave us a once again a Charles Lee Ray return, fresh out the motherfucking fireplace, bitch. Just like, oh, I'm back. But although it wasn't the fireplace, still smoking. Was her, she's still smoking. Stove. Yeah, that was crazy. And then she got her ass. She got her ass dropped by the by the little girls. All of a sudden, I still. I was, was ma'am. That whole I monologue still... in the beginning and the end blew me. Okay. I mean, she liked Babadook. I mean, not everybody likes it. I don't think Kat likes it that much either. I'm walking with you, but I'm I'm just like, when she was like, you know, I don't really know Slashers. Like, I don't really know this series. I know the Babadook, maybe Midsummer, And I was just like, so we're going there? And if we're going to go on this route, can we also talk about what the fuck is going on with Ari Aster? Because I have questions every week. Strange thing about the Johnsons. Munchausen. Well, oh gosh. Well, you know that. Th- I left that man. I left that man behind a long time ago. <laughs> Elevated for um, if that I feel like that conversation was a little on the nose. I'm tired of talking about Elevated Horror, baby. I feel like if it would have came out in 2020 or 2021 earlier, it would have been, I guess, a little less. Mm, but it coming out in 2022 and y'all saying Elevated Horror out loud, I'm annoyed. It annoys me to the core. I mean, it's better than what I would have said. <laughs> our our house horror. Our or what? Arty horror. St- yes, uh, I accidentally walked into the wrong art exhibit horror. Although, uh, I don't feel that way about the Babadook, but there are a few movies out there, and I've called them out. I feel like I walked into the wrong art exhibit. Potentious, potentious horror. It's got yeah. its nose up at me. Yeah, some of it's pretentious. Some of it I like. Even though it's still pretentious, uh, it's just like okay, no one should have to like read four books and watch a documentary before they watch your movie, girl. Uh, that's too much. That's not. Mm-mm. Hey, hey, Jasmine. Oh God, the witch. <sighs> Me and Kaylin. Every time I think about that movie, if you like The Witch, I'm sorry. I walked out of the theater on that movie, and I went back and watched it like two more times to try to really see what y'all was. Mm, she's not giving what. It's it's that good for her horror that everybody be talking about. I get it, but also, I the accents are hard. Um, it's dark as a bitch. Uh, I'm annoyed. The children are annoying. Everybody's annoying. I want the movie to end, and it didn't end. It just kept fucking going. I literally was like, I saw Black Philip Wallen, and I said, you know what? Me and Kaylin said it's time to go. We just got up. Us and other people got up too. It was not just us either. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh God! Oh God! Two things. I'm um, enjoying bringing chaos to the podcast. <laughs> it, it would. It's totally with what would I expect you to do. Um, two things. Something chaotic. Something fun and chaotic. Something that made me hold my nose. That was chaotic. Um, that fake ass Miss Jackson song in the beginning that I know DJ Khaled is responsible for because I heard the DJ Khaled drop. What the hell is going on? I'm not going to look up the title of that song. But I'm irritated. And also, the Hobbs and Shaw guns draw line. I'm a fan. Okay. I support Hobbs and Shaw guns 
gonna draw although i have not seen it however that song came on i was like oh they about to play miss jackson oh shit and then the motherfucker started singing i was like oh i'm old and you seen hobbs and shaw i was like oh look they're gonna yeah i've seen it i was like they're gonna play miss jackson at this point that's a weird choice oh no 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 baby no Mm. hobbs and shaw Mm -hmm. jazz um Mm -hmm. is fast and furious that's why i said you seen it but don't they show up later? Like I've only seen up to a certain amount of hot. I'm I mean, not. I'm period. just saying in general because I ain't see that whole series. So in my mind, the next line was ejecto cedo because after she said Hobbs, after you said Hobbs and Shaw, it was going to be Tyrese coming out saying ejecto cedo because. Well, Hobbs Hobbs first shows up in I believe five, and then Shaw shows up in six, and then they st- they sparingly they appear basically in every which one. Yeah, have not seen ejecto which cedo. Which been a whole not bad. Because Tyrese. I feel like this is the point where we should put the actual audio sound. Tyrese! I think that would be appropriate, honestly. <laughs> yeah. um, I've only seen Fast and Furious 1, 2, and Tokyo Drift. That's it. I also, same thing. I thought Hobbs and Shaw was just them talking about that. I didn't know it was no movie. And that's how you know I ain't seen it. Damn. So, I just recently made Kaylin go watch. all. We watched all of them. Every no. last one. And she's like, this is a ridiculous series. She's she's treating it just like you treat Resident Evil. So she's uh, having a great time because I'm having a great time with Resident Evil. Oh yeah, she's having a great time. She's like, this is this is ridiculous, but I love it. And I'm just like, yeah, it's ridiculous, and I love it too. I'm excited to so watch this Resident Evil show on Netflix. Um, well, okay, I am not. Oh my god, we know you. You be hating. You be hating on Resident Evil because I love the games. The games are great. The movies and shows so far have just not been up to par. They yes, who's going to get my views? <laughs> get it. Just everybody. Also, we were at AwesomeCon. There was somebody walking around with a T-Virus. Um, amazing cosplay. They had like a cop. It was like, it was a cop. It was a group of them. One person was holding a suitcase. You are <laughs> <You> right. <laughs> One person was holding the briefcase. The other niggas was the fans. I said, oh, they got that zombie virus. We got to get out of here. Then I grabbed Jasmine. We hurried up and tried to scurry out, but bought more stuff. Yeah, I ended up with like four fucking um, Funko Pops and several items that I have now because of Awesome Con. Uh, good times. Might be back next year. I like that. Uh, Tyrese. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. I'm going to talk about what was like, once again, the highlight for me. Us finding out that Sam was Billy Loomis's daughter. I'm going to keep bringing it back. Because not only is this a thing, you see that she's being haunted by real life slash CGI Billy Loomis throughout the movie. And I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be her battling with her inner cellular killer? Like, what's going on? And is she riding a car? You said yes. Yeah, she's she's actually taking yeah, she's actually um taking anti side. There we uh, go. So she's in the car. And CGI Billy Loomis is in the real view mirror, and it's like, you gotta show him what the fuck is up. You gotta let him know you ain't pussy. That's not what he's saying, but that is what he's saying. And she's like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm about that to do. That is what he's saying. And then you know what? He's like, you're not pussy, bitch. You got this. And next thing you know, she's like, I'm not pussy. And she's like stabbing the man in the chest. She's stabbing him up. And I wrote my notes. Does this mean that she's embraced her new serial killer? And if this is the fact, is this the case? Is she the new ghost face? Is this where we go with the next movie? Also, where is Matthew Lillard? That's what I wrote in my notes at that exact point. I mean, you could tell in her in the movie she's enjoying stab. I mean, she stabbed a nigga at least mm-hmm. about forty five times, and I was like, God damn! But he deserved he deserved every bit of it. Um, 
she was embracing it, but I also don't think I don't think that if they do that for the next movie, I would be highly upset. But like Sam is supposed to be the new Sydney. And so it's like I don't want her to be like, oh, I'm a serial killer. I'm gonna put on the mask my damn self unless she's going out there to kill other niggas who putting on the mask trying to tarnish her daddy legacy. That's the I only mean, thing I but... want for it. But other than that, I kind of wish this was the last one. I wish this was the last movie so I could pretend that everybody else had a happy life and they all just lived until their old age and died. But no, we're getting another one, so that means everyone's going to be tormented again. Sorry, I'm expecting almost everyone to die. Tonight. I'm just, it, but this is... I know we talked about four being the perfect cutoff because for those who are probably like, damn, you ain't telling us about five. We are telling y'all about five. Everyone dies and we're tying up loose ends that you didn't even realize was a loose end because apparently all these fucking people have kids and cousins and kinfolk. And now we just got to kill everybody. We just got, we don't know who got the answers, but snip, snip, bitch, you got to go. Um, and that's what's happening. I really wish, like you said, that this was the end. It's perfect. We somehow have turned Billy Loomis into the anti-hero. I don't even know. Like now he's the, we know he's a shithead, but also like, He's inspiring his daughter to overcome being murdered by becoming a murderer and embracing her inner serial killer. And now she's going to have Billy Loomis hovering over her for the end of time, telling her she should murk niggas, but, but trying to escape the kid. Just to stop it, fine. Just stop it, y'all. Just cut it out. To, 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 to keep the story full circle with the Loomis family therapy child, I mean, which she obviously has gone to because she has mm-hmm. anti-psychotics, but continue that, girl. You might need a new therapist. Yeah. Especially after this situation, Be- what? I- yeah, man. So what's somebody gonna come? They gonna keep trying to kill her because she Billy Loomis' daughter? Like how? How this story gonna get old quick? Your man was trying to kill your sister, and some random girl at her school. This is too much. Y'all need to get on a greyhound and become drifters and just move to a whole new city. Like I don't really understand. Well, she can't. You know how that go because they just oh no also. R.I.P. to um to that bland white girl that got shot in the head, like she, you know, the one with the bang that had the color that was dating uh one of the twins, was dating who the boy I swore twin. was the murderer. I, I said R.I.P. there because we all did at one point, but it was just like if I felt so bad for her because it was like I'm not the killer, of course you're not. Pow, I am. I was like, damn, <laughs> just shot that, just shot that bitch clear in the forehead. Uh- Mm. That first of all, that whole interaction with her and her boyfriend, like she decided she won't give um to finally have sex and him going, Well, uh it's gonna be a I was screaming because he's like, No, uh, I don't think I'm gonna respectfully decline. And I thought it for two seconds it was gonna be like, Hey, I just don't want this to be the first time because we're at a party and that be it, not hey. I don't think we should do this because we had a party because you know if we have sex at the party, we're going to die, right? I'm going to stay right here in front of everybody. Uh, yeah, he was, that shit was hilarious. I'm looking at her like, he was like, that's a, that's, yes. a, that's an honest response and that's fine. That's fair. And I'm just like, yo, I'm mad. She, I mean, I know why she got mad, but at the same time, it's like, you right because your boyfriend could be the killer. You also, <laughs> he is one of two black people, okay? Because I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. You need to stay in this room with everybody else. We need to make sure you're not by yourself. Off of his ass to get up and go where? By himself. And he should have knew something was wrong because the girl was so adamant about not using find my friends and having them link up together. All of a sudden for you to get a text message of her location. Red flag, red flag. You, sir. Shout out to them um, stabbing him in his leg though so he couldn't oh, actively yeah. run. 
But also, I would like to talk about a, a point in all of the movies that really does irritate the fuck out of me. It only works when they have both killers around, but he clearly hit them in the head with that candlestick, like, straight across the face. Uh, excuse me, this is just a rubber mask last time I checked. When you have serial killer powers, it do not matter. None of this matters. But it'd be so, it'd be so wild, though, because they lose that as soon as they reveal themselves in powers. It's the mask. Right away. It's the mask, baby. You take it off. It's old man Jenkins. You ain't got none of that strength no more. It's gone. You right, though. They should at least had a whelp on their face when that candlestick whipped the pool shit out of them. But, you know, here we are. Ta-da! Oh, my sec my second favorite part, um, when um what's her face is revealed as the killer, she goes outside, like Sydney and um Gail pull up and she's like, Oh my god, help me, they stab me. They was like, Nah, we don't believe that shit. She's like, Fuck well fuck this and pull out the gun and shoots Gail right in the stomach. <laughs> I was like, well, Gail just hopped out the car go. and her ass already got shot. I said, Damn bitch, you just pulled up two paired with one. I also found that to be funny because they're like, Is this real? Is this a trap? It looks like a trap. What you mean it look like a trap, bitch? It does. Also, also, it's kind of fucked up. Sydney had to go back to the Ooh. house. The house that she had to kill her boy, her boyfriend, and she lost her virginity in that house. Uh, Trauma. Trauma. And found out that that's where her, and she found out that that's where they kidnapped her father and also killed her mother. At. Like, goddamn, they should have brought no, that it house just went up for sale. And probably well, for a low price. And as we talk about in our American Psycho episode, where they kill everybody in there, and they was like, we just gonna paint over this shit. We just gonna sell this shit anyway. <laughs> like, girl, they got rent is due. The banks want their money. They're gonna rent the home. Capitalism. But yeah, we get to the point where it's the friend, it's the man, Richie bitch ass. They to kill everybody. Sis get flambe. We doing everything. Uh, Sam brings out her inner Billy. You know, Tara, you know, rises to the occasion and, you know, they make it to the end. Uh, it's not that bad. I'm, I'm, I support this. I support this. I don't support Dewey dying the way he did, like we said. I'm still interested to see Scream 6 because I had a good time with Scream 5. All the callbacks, I felt like these were for me. This movie was made for Scream fans and I am a Scream fan. If Scream only has one fan, I am that fan. Bitch, I'm here. Now you know you're not the only screen fan. I know. I'm gonna say yeah, this is never gonna be just you. I'm gonna be here too. Like I did like five a lot. I like the brutal, like how brutal it was and how quick paced it was. Like it kept going, and then also it was just it just really like it it flowed really well. The kills were really good, and the story was pretty good as well. I mean. The Billy thing was cool because, like I said, they set it up with her taking those med- them pills at the beginning. And you find out that they're antipsychotic ones, and it's just like, yo, she really going through this shit. She's seeing this nigga, and he like telling her like, yo, this whoever this is is killing your friends and your family. You need to let loose, slit some throats in this bitch. Let's go. It's like, I mean, he ain't lying. <laughs> the CG was kind of off looking though in certain parts. Like, I get y'all trying to make the nigga look younger because otherwise, if he looks older, it is weird. But at the same time. That nigga forehead between like his forehead and his nose just looks completely off. We should have just had his voice or something. Like maybe a quick flash, quick flash, illusions, illusions. Just we know it's him. We know who it is. What's also what's also crazy is she got him in her because this is her mind projecting of him. It has him in his clothes that he died in. That was for us. <laughs> Which is the clothes he wears. Yeah, I mean he wears those clothes throughout the whole movie anyway, minus the blood, the white t shirt and some fucking jeans. I mean. He'll weirdo. He'll weirdo this is wild. Like, 
somebody talks about it in this movie briefly when they're having the conversation with the girl. Like she's talking about um, what's her name, Randy's niece. And before she talks about you know getting high and making out with the girl on the couch, like her brother's like you know when he gets a little irritated with her and he's like, okay, I I basically he banged with the movie too, but how many times we about to watch our uncle down TV like like when they really. St- when they start talking about the trauma factor of it and like you know what you're right and she's like i mean it brings me comfort like i i get it it's a horror movie it's bringing you comfort next sentence this is based off of the real murders we talk about this shit with true crime all the time when people be taking true crime to the next level based on a true story this is based off of the murders of your kinfolk and several people other kinfolk in this town and in, in that, that house. house, in the same area that you lamping in right now. And most importantly, I ain't even talk about my dog. We didn't had him come back. I forgot my man's name. He was come back as a scary stalker boyfriend who was not the boyfriend. And he was just in the cleansing hour. What's my man's name, Jazz? He was just in the cleansing hour. And every time I see this motherfucker, he battling ghosts and shit, haunting a Connecticut. What's my man with the mustache? I'm about to pull his name. Girl, because I, I don't have that. That's right all right. Nope. Face. I got him. He on the paper. Either or, I see him. But in I know you talk some about about to be crazy. Yes, because he was <clears> drunk <throat> outside and trying to holler. Kyle at Kyle Gallner, like, his mm-hmm. name was Vince Snyder. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That boy, that boy, that kind of looked like a discount. Um, bro, yes, that's exactly. He got. What he, like, yeah, definitely he definitely. He de- definitely slithering. Every time, every every time I see him, I'm like, is that Tom? Why did Tom Felton dye his hair black? Oh no. No. Yeah. That's that boy. And he's about to die. Slither member number five. Bruh, and he's about to die to the scream theme song. One of the scream songs in his car. Boom. Oh, um, the red uh the red uh red right hand. Yep. Yeah, that was wild. I heard the drink playing, I was like, Oh, you dead, my nigga. <laughs> it's just <sighs> Scream 2021 slash 22. Well, I'm gonna call it Scream Five because I'm I can't keep calling it Scream just for me because I'm gonna think of the first one. So Scream Five is crazy. All of these movies are wild. If I tune into the next one, it's more so just to see a completed story and just see where it's going to go. Um, that's literally it because all of the main things that I personally am tied to has all been closed up for me. Like this final story, oh man, I keep talking about and bringing this back to the drama points, the soap opera tactics. And it got super meta at this point where bitch, we in the movie, like they're talking about some shit we using right now. And I'm like, all right, man, I just... You know, we're going through all the time. Midsummer just came out. So clearly these motherfuckers watch Midsummer too. Like, ah, yeah. it's commentary on horror. So as long as horror exists, there might just, there's some way for a scream to wave, weave its way into the theaters. Cause it's going to reference other scary movies, just like scary movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, but once again, like, I, this is not a franchise. I do not. I actually enjoy this franchise. I just really feel like this is a solid point to end it. Number five. First, outside of five being my favorite number, this legit is a... If you thought four was a good place to end it, this is a good place to end it right here. Everybody is for real either dead or damn near gone. It's about three niggas left. Three of them. I don't even know if the number is three, but that tell you how many people, all the OG people for real, for real gone. Sydney, we ain't going to see Sydney no more because y'all ain't cutting the check. We barely going to see my girl, Gail. Gail going to come back. She's still going to be getting to the shmoney, still going to be in the power suits because that's the type of bitch she is. But also she's going to be heartbroken. I feel like Gail, mm-hmm. 
I feel if Gail shows up in this last one, she. I die. mean, it's been time. I thought Gail was going to die in this one because it's been time. How many times, like they said in this movie, how many times are you going to outrun this killer? You not because at the one point, like, yes. I, I mean, yes, we're going to keep seeing you. Oh, yes, they near death experience. But for me, I'm like, nah, you have to die. Like, if if they decide to cut the check for Sydney at this point or whatever the fuck they try to do, and she ch- miraculously changes her mind. I would like to see Sydney Prescott just for real die off camera, on camera, whatever. We got to end it. I know so many people have ended this podcast by then and have deleted me from their friendship circle. I don't know, bitch. But at the same time, like, I would like Sydney's story to end. Let's get, if we're going to do this over, let's just do it over. Let's just, right we, now. yeah, I mean, because at this point, We've got all of the sibling and kinfo. We're at this point. We're going to space next. Like, going down the stories. We've seen this. Neighbor on Elm Street. We've killed off all the people. To the point in that story, the whole town was eradicated. Then somehow, magically, it's a booming town again. Who knows? The dream dream pills. Who knows? But it's the same shit. Let's just get some new people. Let's just start this shit over. Actually, let's just get a brand new franchise. I would like to see a new character created. I'm going to hold on to my seats. I'm terrified too. Arthur Clown. That's it. That's the only long-faced motherfucker I'm trying to see in the future. Arthur Clown, period. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, they could have ended it, right? Five would have been a perfect cutoff. Like, hey, we're done. But six is already here. And guess who's going to be in theaters or and in wherever it's on VOD? I'm going to be there. I'll be there. And there we have it. And there we have it. I mean, I'll be there too. I mean, that's where we're at. So, last question before we uh, wrap this shit the fuck up. Uh, Mm -hmm. What are y'all scream rankings? And since I'm talking, I will just lay out my rankings. I know that some people are going to throw some tomatoes, but scream one, two, three, five, four. I know, I know, I know, I know. I love three and I will not let it go. I love that explosion. I think it's great. I think it's fun. The plot is stupid. The movie's chaotic, but I cannot stop watching it. Is it a better movie plot-wise than five? Not really, but I enjoy it so much that I'm not going to... I just know I like it better. I know it's not scored as well, but I don't care. I think four is my least favorite, mainly because it it's just a little goofy. I don't really care about Emma Roberts that much. And then the little... It feels like they have like some kind of film screen. It, the movie looks weird. Like, I don't know what that background is. It almost looks like they're in front of a green screen half the fucking time. I don't know. I don't like that. That's interesting. I, I The fact that you bring up something about the way fil- 4 is even filmed. What I noticed when the version of 5 that I watched, it was something going on with the film itself. Kind of just like, I don't know. I don't know if everybody else saw that. Like, they tried to make it seem like when you watch older pictures, like the film kind of flickered or some shit. And it did it a couple mm-hmm. times. And I was like, "Like, is this my TV? Because my TV be lunching sometimes. So I was like, is it the TV? Is it time to get a new one? Or what's going on? No, it was the movie. Um, okay, for me, two, one. Um, I know, right? Everybody else is like, what? Well, you know my list be moving. Two and one are kind of like this. Neck and neck, they shifting. But two be drifting to the front. And then we have three, four. But they're on the same line. And five is kind of drifting back and forth between the front and the back. Like, they cutting the line. Like, maybe they want to be behind two and one. Maybe they run it to the end. So you because, have a rotating list. Yeah, because I don't know how to make an actual list that sticks because it slides all the time. So that's where, that's where I am today. But if I recall, 
my previous list was equally as chaotic. So, I mean, hey, here we are. The point is, I like Scream 1 because it did what it came to do, but Scream 2 is going to be the girl for me. Hmm. So for me, and I've been sitting up here listening to y'all and like really debating this, I'm going to have to say, and you guys are probably going to shoot me for this, but 1, 5, 2, 4, Not going to shoot you because I knew 3 was going to be dead last. Oh, I knew 3 was going to be last. I knew that was coming. (laughs) But I can't believe you like 5 more than 2. Oh my god. That's a surprise. Okay. I'll take it. Was it the kills in the storyline? I like 5 a lot. I mean, I mean, I like the kills. The kills are great. I mean, 2 has great kills as well. Um, It was something about the, the cotton stuff near the end. Where he's kind of trying to give like that stupid red herring at the very at the very very end where they think that he's going to he literally is looking like he's about to betray her until Sydney goes you know we can do um we can do the do Oprah or whatever show that he says and then she he's like oh, okay and then he helps but I was like that's kind of fucked up but you know other than that I mean movie's fine I mean five and two are really interchangeable in my mind but number one is always going to be one one is a great movie I watch it all the time it's a good it's a just, I feel like all these movies, you could just throw them on in the background. I don't even realize how many times I do. My partner was just like, didn't you just watch this? And I was like, no, no, I didn't. And I was like, yes, I did. Exactly. I was like, actually, yes, I did. I don't Maybe I did. LOL. Um, because I'm like, I was talking to somebody. I was like, yeah, we wa- I watched Scream 5 once. They were like, no, you also made me watch Scream 5. And that wasn't your first time. I was like, oh, shit, I'm just watching all the screams. Because, again... I don't give a fuck what number scream you say. I'll watch it just like Halloween. You could say five. You could say resurrection. You could say two. You could say three. OG. I don't care. Remi- I don't care. I'm coming. I'm pulling up with popcorn. I'm here. As you motherfucking should. And I, I feel like we've done this justice. This, this, this conversation feels way better than, uh, than our hateration conversation. From previously everybody that's the screen franchise for now because we coming back and we're going to talk about Ooh, the series yeah. yes and six <laughs> that is coming both series because there's 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 two two Jesus shows. christ okay we are here we can do anything i think that God. we are here if we can do hellraiser yeah i think there's two different shows we did Not do hellraiser there were, that was him. We no, we did masses of horror. That was twenty six hours of our time. We can do anything through Christ. Whoa, masses of horror was a journey. Yeah, watch masses of horror on Tubi. Yes, and also listen to homies of horror. Um, yeah. yeah so we are. <laughs> this was a ride. Shout Thanks, Ernest. Ernest. Yes, for watching these movies again uh, and pulling up with us for this nice long ass conversation. Y'all gonna be eating good, okay? It's one of the longest episodes we've had, but again, Scream is very near and dear to our hearts. Uh, so first of all, y'all can pull up on us and let us know how you feel about Scream, okay? At grltspod at gmail.com if you want to be professional send an email or you can pull up on us at Girl That's Scary on Twitter, Instagram. You can also pull up on us you know, at www.girlthatscary.com. They got all the links and stuff up there, you know. Also, we got a Patreon, you know, for free. There's free stuff on the Patreon. It's free. And there's other stuff that's not free and all kinds of stuff. Just pull up on us. Patreon.com forward slash Girl That's Scary. We everywhere. We in this bitch. And, you know, if you ain't got no coins and you just don't want to do that, if you just want to hit five stars of five-star chicks, you could do that on Spotify and on Apple Um 
not Apple Music. It used to be like on Apple Music. Remember when that shit was all together? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's separate now. It's a podcast or the jank. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, rate us, rate us five stars or, you know, just listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for checking, you know, Scream Out. This is a lot. <laughs> and this is whew, an iconic franchise. Uh, you can follow Ernest at King Pajamas if you would like. Uh, pull up on all of us. You know, it's a good time. Thanks for joining us, guys. And until Pull up next on Ernest time. Twist stream. Yes. Uh, no, oh, okay. Ernest said never mind. Don't do it. I'm going to pull up on it and not y'all. I'm about it myself. Me leaving comments and smiley faces. You pull up on my gut. Okay. Like Why you got to gut us like a fish? That's, <laughs> you ain't got to do all that. I'm pulling up, it's anyways. Under- resisting the violence. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> not resisting the violence. All right, Dear guys. Violence. Please. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.